Hello, Internet. Welcome back to the Fast Travel Lounge. You're listening to episode 33. Crazy that we get a double number. Those don't come around very often. My name is Patrick. I'm joined by Seth and Steve. So hi, everyone. They happen every 11 episodes, Patrick. Also, hello, everyone. <laughs> You're right. And 11 is also a double number. So that's, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say there's something weird going on, but it definitely feels that way. Uh, unfortunately, no Josh this week, which is funny because I was so ready for Josh to be here and for me to make a joke about him not being here, given that I don't think he's been back for back-to-back episodes for a while now. And I was, I was ready to just assume that he wasn't going to come, and then he didn't. So, joke's on me, I guess. Uh, unfortunately, he, he got the, the old, the old, uh, $25, yeah, the old $25 bucket of four Corona special from, uh, uh, from John, the uh, the the local bar that, <laughs> that I sometimes frequent. Uh, but he, no, he, he's, he's, he forgot he, he forgot to ask for the Corona hold the virus, and he's done. Yeah, no, unfortunately, he did get the the the, the full load. Uh, it's a it's a real shame. Uh, he is as as they say, down with the sickness, but nowhere near as cool as the song. Oh wow! <laughs> what a killer soundtrack! Oh, absolutely. God, imagine if that was licensed to us. Imagine if imagine if that's how just we just opened episode 33. I remember when how- Disturbed was licensed in Dragon Ball Z movies. It was the best. Ah, uh, man, they don't they don't make movies like they used to anymore. No, they they really you know what? I'm glad someone's saying it, Steve, because you know what? You're right. You're right. Not not often I say that, so you know, be careful. Be careful how much that goes to your head, but you're right. Weren't you just praising Top Gun a couple of weeks back? Uh, unrelated, but why? Uh, just, just, just wondering, since that's, <laughs> that's on the topic of not making them like they used to. <laughs> okay, I'm actually going to need some context for that. I, I unironically liked Top Gun Maverick. What, what do you mean they didn't make them like they used to? They made it literally like the first one. <laughs> that's what I mean. Um, so, Steve's saying they don't make them like they used to. You agree uh, with him, but at the yeah. same time... You're really into the recent Top Gun. It's true. It's true. So, which is a movie <laughs> where they made it like they used to. Okay. Okay. You know what? I'll 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 recount the stuff. You're you're right, Seth. You're right. I don't, I also don't say that often enough to you. So, other than editing decisions, you're 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 right. Um, what? Uh, what, I, what, I, what I what I what I meant to say was, uh, they don't make them like they used to, except when Tom Cruise is involved. <laughs> Based. Tom Cruise always <laughs> holds it down, saving true, Hollywood since the nineties. Just like his Scientology beliefs, they just don't make him like they used to. Anyway, uh, I what a strange segment. <laughs> it's only going to get stranger from here. <laughs> that Someone might say some... there are stranger things about, eh? You know, that what? Yeah, reference was two weeks. Yeah, it was two weeks late. I think. Well, oh. I mean, you still that was still the joke I was going to make. So I. Am, am I, should I even need to be, like, I don't know, Seth, Seth do, I, do I even need to be here? Can I just, can I just leave this to you two? Um, Steve, nah. do you think we can hold down a podcast just between the two of us? You're right, you're right. Uh, you know what? Don't, we, we don't can, call me a hero, even... but I'll, I'll, I'll substitute myself back in. I'll just, hold up. Thanks, just thanks. Do the, like, the if Seth tag will, from the sideline. Boom, Because if in. I have to deal All with right. the Final Fantasy fourteen chat from Seth alone, I, I'll, I don't think I can make it. It's okay. I haven't played Final Fantasy fourteen in a few months. I'm still on my break. <laughs> If you had to deal with the Final Fantasy fourteen chat, you'd Final Fantasy fifteen yourself. What do you mean? I like that game. Fuck you. <laughs> but it ends with Noctis <laughs> killing himself. He has to. Yeah, look, look. Literally, you know, every so, single anyway. game that guy has directed ends with people killing themselves. Good. 
Anyway, on to the show. What are we doing? Uh, uh, right. So we don't have we don't have the funny ha ha tech stories. Uh, anyone went to Krispy Kreme recently? I didn't. No, I didn't. I got I got a donut from a non Krispy Kreme place. Yeah. Okay. Um, don't care. Don't care. Didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asleep. I sleep. Um. Yeah, okay, I guess we'll just go straight into Around the Lounge. I see that we've already sunk five minutes of this somehow. Uh, around the Lounge for this week. I've been playing Outer Wilds, uh, much in the spirit of playing games that are not uh, not new release in any capacity. But uh, yeah, I'll, they, I'll they, probably... They did get new DLC that, yesterday, but... Not yesterday, last year. Yeah, so. Outer Wilds, I'd say, is still recent enough. That was like, what, three, four years ago? Well, I mean, you know, compared compared to what the new, uh, the usual kind of new release window we call ourselves is, then yeah, it is still recent. But hang on, sorry, what do you mean, Steve? There, there's, there's, um, I have something DLC that I haven't played yet because I haven't. Uh, the game, Echoes but... of the Eye that came out last yeah. year. Oh, was that last year? Okay. Yeah, it was last year. Well, I'm, I, I've been told to to save that until I finish the main game. So yeah, no, nah, but... well, I haven't played it, but definitely do that. I haven't played the DLC, but just just gut feeling, save it. <laughs> um, fair enough. Uh, Seth, what have you been up to this week? Um, not a whole lot. Um, uh, there's something I do want to talk about in uh, like a funny haha life update recently, but also um uh, in games stuff <laughs> I played. Um, funny haha played... life update. Yeah, Remember, just, 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 if, a, if just a little if it's funny. We charge you for it. Just a little funny life circumstances. That's all. But um. In terms of games and media, um, I, I've played, um, I've started up Saints Row 4. And speaking of funny haha life updates, uh, Steve, you're looking for a place to live, right? Yes, um, I am not, I'm, I'm not homeless yet, but, uh... That, that, that's the haha of them all. Yeah, the ye olde landlord's given us our marching orders, he wasn't too happy with the tip we gave him. Um... He so, expected well, more? On a monthly basis? Yeah, well, so we've risen up, we've, um, we've cut his head off, and then that's it. We've got to find a new place. But because he didn't officially end our lease, we've got a month. So we're looking, looking. Um, some really good places out there, some really uh, not-so-good places out there. But look, at the end of the day, as long as I've got a room to do some podcasting and give the fans what they want, that's really we all got to do what we got to do. I'm looking forward to the new segment of uh, how to find a suitable place to live with Steve and the boys. I do have actually a trip, uh, a trick, but so uh, because uh, Sydney is such a shithole because everybody wants to rent and rental prices are a bit all over the shop at the moment. True. You've got to make really good friends with the sort of real estate agent at the inspection. So because of I've used my uh, my PhD in marketing. To, uh, I'm wearing a Christmas sweater so that they all remember me when I come in. I'm like, oh, that's a nice sweater. And I'm like, yep, I know. It's cool. Give me your house. Just give me the keys right now. It says you apart from all the people going there in like uh, wife beaters and jeans that don't fit. <laughs> well, what are you talking about? I'm in the inner west, big fella. Right? There's no wife beaters and jeans. No, no <laughs> um, Steve, Steve just, just wears the wife beater <laughs> over his Christmas sweater. Just wait till I start looking for places in the inner west. Good, can't wait. It'll be docks and a black turtleneck and um, whatever pants they wear, like $400 jeans that look like they're bit, that have been like painted like a faded color. That's the rips painted on. 
God, even oh. if I had money, I wouldn't buy $400 jeans. But you'd pay $80 for Dragon Ball The Breakers. I mean, yeah, that's going to give me true, at, least, at least an hour worth of content. I, I would know. argue that the right jeans would also give you an hour's worth of content. Well, it depends on how much, how often you think you'll go outside and touch grass, I guess. Never. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe don't. Maybe get some good old knee knockers or something. They still make those? Some knee knockers. <laughs> Just get some trackies. <laughs> wow. do. I love that you followed that up with, do they still make those? Like, bro, <laughs> just, just say you're 40 and move on. <laughs> oh, take me back. <laughs> Never. It's a simpler time. Uh, and, and Before from I was beyond, born. And from beyond the COVID-19 grave, um, Josh will give us an album of the week. Uh, Steve, you've, you've also been playing uh, outside of trying to find a place to live. Uh, Katamari uh, Damasi? Damasi? <laughs> oh, good. That's how I was going to pronounce it, but I have heard it pronounced Damaki. I'm not really say, sure. I think it's Damasi. You're right. You, I do see a Damasi, yeah, when I see you fellas. Hey, am I right? <laughs> I got him. I also see you've only left one note on this, which says, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, for anybody that's not aware, it's on Game Pass. It leaves at the end of the month. Or, it, so it's Katamari Damasi Reroll, which is a just a HD sort of remaster of the 2003 PlayStation 2 classic. Um, and it's leaving Game Pass on the 30th of July. So I'm like, you know what? Um, I asked Seth what game I should play. There's a bunch of games that I was like, oh, should I play this? And Seth's like, play Katamari Damasi. And I'm like, you know what? All right. And I did. Um... And I played and it for about two I'm hours. And now I'm getting that uh, rope around my neck as he speaks. Yeah, uh, it is a fucking game and a half, I'll tell you how much. But yes, it's, when we get into it, I'll have my complete thoughts. Sweet. Uh, well, speaking of getting into things, uh, Josh has an album of the week that he wants to discuss. And by Josh discussing an album of the week, I mean, are we going to suspend what was actually going to happen? As I say, because last minute cancellation, COVID-19, it happens, it's fine. Uh, so we're going to discuss, um, I don't know about you guys, but possibly the the most goated album of all time. I know that this has been a popular thing with listeners for us to review, and I'm, I'm kind of glad that we have the magical number 33 to be the episode that we finally review it. Uh, Seth, take us, take us through the track list of this, of this magical album. Okay, so on this two-disc track list, I would like to point out that we have All Star, Oops, I Did It Again, uh, leave a, uh, live in La Vida Loca. Uh, also, uh, I want it that way. All the small things. Kiss Me is also an excellent track. You also missed One Week as well. One see, Week? See, I see. don't know. I was, I was never as big a fan of One Week as some of their other stuff, I'll be honest. See, there's so many good the- things on this mm. that we could have just listed the entire track list. And it would have been all bangers. Mm. But anyway, so who, who brings us this great artist? This great album, sorry. So, uh, the, the a record label behind it is Razor and Tie, and this is from uh, the series known as Kids Bop. <laughs> Released in the year 2000, it is a compilation disc of many, many popular artists, and... 
it was a revolutionary track for my childhood. Still, still is. Some would say. Yeah, some might. Some might it, say it lives rent free in my head. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it'll. Um... When's the remake coming up, fellas? Is this our origin story? Are we getting together to get a <laughs> the HD a better, kids uh, bop remake? No, it'd be adults bop. Let's be real, fellas. So you were so born in two thousand to listen to this. You're no longer a kid. A fun fact for this: in twenty years, they released forty albums. Oh my god! The, the last one was released at November fifteenth, twenty nineteen. So, that, so, so they've been out for a few years. That, that's not so much a fun fact as something that I think is definitely verging on child exploitation. Also, there oh, was yes. a kids' bop video game in September 2010 for the Wii and Wii U. Wow. Whoa, man, that's, that's like a video how? game we've missed. What, what, how you, what, what's the gameplay loop there? I'm looking it up. This would be, this would be a great audio medium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the question for you, Steve... Uh, you're trapped on a desert island and you only have one kid's bop song that you can play for the rest of your days before your water runs out and you slowly succumb to dehydration. Uh, what's that kid's bop track? Oh, I don't know, big fella. Um, probably um, Blue, Dub E. That'd be a... That'd probably drive me fucking insane. So, so you're, you're telling me that, the island. That, that the cruise ship that, that spots your plight in the distance and pulls up alongside, sends out a dinghy, and as they approach your lifeless corpse on a small desert island, they just hear the sound of blue dubba dee dubba die slowly getting louder as they approach. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they'd love it. Like They'd, start, they'd be like, wow, this is a bop, and then he'd turn around and face the kids and <laughs> this, be like, kids. <laughs> this was a bop, and it sounds like it was sung by kids. If only there was an album that combined these two things. So... So looking into it, it seems like it's pretty similar to the Just Dance set sort of series. But it's all kids' bop uh, songs that were included. So what you're telling me is they did... Um... Oh, shoot. Dude. I really should have had this one ready to go. The, Wait, the... so you're telling me a kid made this bop? <laughs> Multiple kids in poor working conditions, in fact. Um, no, I'm thinking of, uh, uh, fly, oh, it's Han Solo. Han Solo, the, the, the oh, remix yes. on, um, Just Dance 3 or 4. Yes, that was so oh, good. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, that, fuck, that was a shit fucking song. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, what do you mean, shit? It was, just, it was beautiful. When are they making a Just Dance Dragon Ball Z version? Remember one what the, they took from us when they got rid of the connects? That's Listen, sad. I'll pay $80 for to dance along to Chala Head Chala. <laughs> so, True. so out of so, you know, audience wants to know, out of 10, what would you give kids about? 10 out of 10. Childhood classic. Yeah, it's a 10. Like why are we even asking this? Like it's the best cool. album. It's one of the albums of all time, I'd say. Uh, wow. Yeah, that that's that's a pretty stunning endorsement actually. Um Cool. Uh, thank, <laughs> my thank favorite you. was when they said it's kitten time. <laughs> oh my god! It's Buffin time, maybe. <laughs> the idea of Jared Leto just featuring a DJ Khaled style like shout out at the start of a song, but he just yells, "It's Boppin time." 
that's holy that's fucking actually, shit that, that that's just straight up cursed i'll be honest <laughs> i think it's become so cursed that it's actually like holy uh it's i so would disagree actually uh but speaking of things that are cursed or possibly holy seth saints row 4 the I, uh <laughs> Uh, just, what? just real quick before we wa- oh. we moved on wow. from. Um- okay, no, let's let's just. You know what? Hey, Patrick, you know that excellent segue you made. What if we just, what if we just throw it in the trash? That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but I, I just needed to quickly get off uh, my chest. Um, hey, Trina, you're gonna edit I- this in post, right? <laughs> yes. No. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Can you repeat the question? Um. Anyway, yes. Uh. Sorry, Trin gave us a recommendation for album of the week. Sorry, Trin. We'll get to it next week when Josh is hopefully here. If he's not, we'll just skip him and just do it anyway. Yeah. No. Um. In in all seriousness, uh, it's it's a banger of an album. Uh, one that I will absolutely go back and listen to even more than Kids Bop, which is already saying something. Uh, because it is it is actually up there on my probably one of my favorite albums. See, and this is all easy, discussion we could have had top. if Josh was here. Yeah, true, true. Easy. It's it's definitely top 20, possibly top 10. I actually don't know what my top 10 is, but it's it's certainly floating around there. Anyway, uh, album of the week. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, everyone else. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Kids Bop. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thank you, Kids Bop. Uh, gotta, gotta sing praises to the bopping kids. Anyway, so got uh, speaking, speaking of things that are saints rowy boom segue nailed uh seth saints row 4 yeah saints row 4 has been weird really really weird like i i enjoy it um i it doesn't sound like you do (laughs) no it's great it's good it's been a great time playing it i playing the saints row games back to back i appreciate it being so different from saints row 3 because if it was just more of the same thing um i would have burnt out a lot faster but um being a very big gimmicky um superhero sort of game just gives it that extra life i think it uh, i would have needed for this game um the thing that's weird for me is that i think it looks worse than saints row 3 like graphically and like texture and asset wise i think they downgraded from the last game and that's a really weird thing to think about so I, I, I haven't played Saints Row Four in a while. So I'm slightly off base in terms of trying to figure whether or not you're right. However, I think there was a very clear day-night cycle in Saints Row Three, and that added to the vibrancy and the dynamicism of the game. And I don't think there's a day-night cycle in Saints Row Four, or at I least when I think, think so. Of, no, I think it might I, change oh, along with Jesus. the missions. Yeah, when I think of Saints Row 4, I think of a very static time of day, whatever that, when it, whenever that is, but I think of it as very static. And yeah. I think that that, combined with it just being very red. <laughs> yeah, the really time builds, of day is always red so far. Yeah, it, it builds in a certain uh, ambiance, if you will, that is very, uh, like, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is, I think it's easier to say that Saints Row 3 looked better when you have things like a day-night cycle, as well as starting from a place of seeming fairly realistic, that because it's so gamified and uh, hyper-realistic and, and superhero-focused and everything else, that, uh, that that kind of static approach makes it look like could make it look worse than it is. Yeah, I just mean, like, I noticed it in the character creator 
a lot of the um like hair and body options looked worse than they do in Saints Row 3 to me. And that might just be because of a of a um art style change. Maybe they went for like a more gamey um like over the top than even Saints Row 3 was, and that's probably what's leaning into it. But yeah, mm. I I just think it's not as good looking as as Saints Row the Third was. Is it that it's not good? Hang on, what am I trying to say here? I'm um, taking a breath, Steve. Is it that it's not looking good? It's just the environment is bland. The environment is the exact same. It's more the character models I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. Like graphically, it looks like shit. Yeah, not not even shit. It's uh, just interesting. It's just I think free looks better, and it's a weird thing to think that the one that came before is the one that looks better. Mm. Look, well, the game doesn't look perfect. It looks like shit. For me, Sensor Three is, is the pinnacle, uh, in in every way. Um, I my biggest problem. I might have brought it up on the podcast. I don't actually remember. But my biggest problem is that the gamification of being a superhero in a Saints Row universe. So Saints Row, I I always consider someone describes Saints Row to me as GTA with all the cheats permanently on, and I really like that description. But the problem is, uh, GTA with all the cheats on is fun for a while, and then it gets a bit not samey because it's always so crazy. But it starts to limit some of the choices you make because there's clearly an an easy. Uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. If if you're playing GTA and you have infinite ammo for the rocket launcher and infinite ammo for the pistol, you'd pick the rocket launcher, right? Because that's just the more fun one. But you can only use infinite ammo rocket launchers a certain amount of times before you start uh, getting a little bit fatigued. It's almost like flavor fatigue of like a pizza or something. And so for me, that hit really hard in Saints Row 4 because I really liked being able to hijack cars and customize them and everything else in Saints Row 3. But because of how much of a superhero you are in Saints Row 4, it just doesn't make any sense to do so. And so you kind of end up axing a a non-insignificant part of some of the gameplay mechanics. I I found that hard to reconcile, but uh, where are you at with that, Seth? Yeah, I think, like I said before, um, I think... Because I'm playing these back to back, I appreciate what Four is doing more than um maybe most people would have uh, when the game came out originally. Like mm. I I very much like prototype and infamous and superhero games, and uh, yeah, just having a big sandbox to just kind of um uh, run around in and uh, um uh, use those superpowers is a very fun aspect of the game, and I I like just super uh, super running and super jumping and gliding everywhere. I think that's a more fun uh, traverse, uh, traversal methods than just driving everywhere. And I get it's different flavors. Um, I do like what Saints Row the Third does in how it handles it traversal. But to me personally, I have more fun with um, super power travel uh, and like just kind of flying everywhere. Um, yeah, uh, I I do get... The, where you come from though with like the more like smaller parts of the game like how you um with it with the stealing cars you can take them into your garage save them customize them and it all becomes like this big flavor of um building up this stronghold um building up this space of operations and things like that uh but yeah this is i need to play more um more of saints row 4 to know where i lean either way 
but um, I do appreciate Paul for what it's doing. So would you... Uh, okay, so I'm, I'm coming at this from that new Saints Row remake is supposed to come out uh, November, I believe. August. Um, oh, August. Did it get delayed, oh, actually? I can't remember. Oh, oh. Did it get delayed? Yeah, it's a good one. All it, games get delayed. It definitely got delayed once, but I don't remember if that got delayed until August or from August. Yeah, no, I remember it was meant to come out... Um, uh, August 23, 2022, my yeah, friend. Yeah, it was meant to come out March. It's coming out August now, and... As of a day ago, it's gone gold. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, Saints Row. Don't know who came silver, but I don't think that matters as long as you come gold, right? I'd um, be worried about bronze, honestly. No one remembers. But isn't bronze place. like a more uh, a better metal than silver? Anyway, what I was going with that is like, would you prefer the new Saints Row to be more like Saints Row 3 or Saints Row 4? 3. 100% yeah, 3. Yeah, I'd still okay. want to go more towards 3 because. I do feel like that's the identity that Saints Row should be leaning towards. So, interesting take, but uh, Saints Row Get Out of Hell, which I think of in a similar term to infamous, uh, not Second Son, Festival what was the of vampire? Blood. Thank you, Festival of Blood. I think that the, what they did in Get Out of Hell is a fantastic DLC, and they did it kind of as a DLC for four, even though it's its own standalone game. Uh, because they initially wanted to call it Enter the Dominatrix. <laughs> yeah, but I've heard of that. But unfortunately, unfortunately, that didn't fly. <laughs> so they ended up calling it Get Out of Hell. Uh, but that, that, was, that was really fun, because while you're in there, that was exactly the kind of prototype-y, infamous-y, um, all of that. that. That was great. But the problem is, that was so far departed from my pinnacle of what I really liked about Saints Row in terms of Saints Row 3, that to have that turned into an entire game rather than kind of like a standalone side excursion for a couple hours, it just grew a bit tiring on me. So I would much prefer if the new Saints Row was more like 3 than 4. Yeah, yeah, I completely get that. Having said that, though, I I am a big fan of Oh man, I don't remember the actor's name, but uh, the president saving the president in Saints Row Four, and it's uh, almost I kind of. I oh. I haven't gotten to that part yet. Are Are you thinking I... of Saints Row Three where you beat Burt Reynolds? No, no, it's definitely because not Burt Reynolds. In, because no, in Saints I... Row Four, you start off as the president. Oh shoot! You start off. As yeah, president. isn't like the first. I remember like when it came out, like the first choice you have to make is like. Cure cancer or uh, end world hunger or something. Yeah, like, on a record, okay. I chose world hunger. Like as much as cancer mm, sucks, I think I think curing world hunger will do a lot of good. Population okay. now, baby. <laughs> no, I um. I, I, the, I, the second hardest decision in the game is either punch a dickhead or punch a dick in the head. <laughs> I for that one, I chose punch a dickhead. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's yeah, pretty good. No, you you you're right. I'm 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 just slightly um slightly misremembering then. Yeah, no, I what well, what I'm saying is I appreciate the absurdity of the story of Saints Row 4. I just I just wish that it wasn't so absurd in gameplay as as it as it tends to be. Uh because I, we we discussed it last week. Like the opening of Saints Row 3 is so strong. You rock up with Johnny Gat with a bunch of masks disguised as Johnny Gat. 
<laughs> yeah, so Saints Row 4, they want to up the ante for opening up the game. So you're in the Middle East uh, chasing down Cyrus, who was uh, a villain from the last game who got away because he was just part of the military. Um, so you track him down in the Middle East because he's uh, decided to back a terrorist uh, organization. Um, Classic. You, you, you knock him into a pool of lava, like, pretty much right away. Um, he, he sets off a nuke, so you run to the nuke, start climbing up it, as um, I don't want to miss a thing is playing as you're dismantling it in the air while everyone from the Saints <laughs> is, like, <laughs> over the radio giving you their final words, saying how much you mean to them. Uh, my favorite ones being um, Aisha, the girl that just showed up for this mission, saying, um, okay, so I, I just kind of met you, but I guess you seems nice. And um, <laughs> Matt, I think his name is, also saying, yeah. also saying, hey, if I knew you were going to save the world, I wouldn't have tried killing you back then. That's um, right, yeah. Matt's, Matt's one of the, um, I want to say Cyber something. He's one of the, the faction leaders from 3. Yeah. He he was um like the techno nerds in um yeah, Saints Row yeah, Three. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, the NFT bros. Yeah. Oh God, Matt would be an NFT bro. Absolutely, he's he's got big NFT bro energy. What were you gonna say, Steve? Um, I don't know. I think I got lost because I really couldn't keep up because I I need to play three and four. Um, Just play three, honestly. <laughs> well, I think I, I from what I've seen, and keep in mind this is like a million years ago. Saints Row 4 seems like the type of game that it's like you play it for like an hour or two and it's like, okay, I had fun. It's all the same after now, so you just put it down. Whereas Saints Row 3 tries to be more of a, uh, it's a GTA clone, but like it's taking the piss out of being a GTA clone. So yeah, good. exactly. I think, yeah, I think and it, three, yeah, from what Seth's saying, it seems like it's sort of in that vein. Three yeah, but also at the same four time, turns it to 11. Yeah, I'm still also very early on in the game, like, I've basically just kind of gotten through the tutorial areas and I'm just starting the game proper now. Um, the last mm. mission I did was where you're in a spacecraft trying to escape all the aliens. Well, hold on, let me, let me, <laughs> let me double check what song it is because they're also upping the ante on hype music in this game. Um, mean, mean, meanwhile, Steve's sitting there like, aliens? What the fuck? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah aren't aren't you guys just a street it, gang? It, it was What Is Love Is playing as you're um, escaping the aliens. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, so... Okay, okay, so, so getting back to the beginning of the game, um, after, hmm. you, after, you, um, uh, as, after you dismantle the nuke, you jump down and it blows up while you're a safe distance away. But where you jumped was right over the Oval Office, and you just kind of crash into the president's seat and just take over as president. Um, uh, then it just does a little bit of a time skip. Um, everything's going to hell because you're just some gangbanger that's taken over as president, and you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You're ruining, ruining the entire country. Um, and while that's happening, an, uh, an alien invasion takes place. Kidnaps everyone, uh, puts you into a a virtual simulation where the first thing you do is wake up in a fifty sitcom uh, style level. That's uh, right, I remember <laughs> that level. That level's, I, I really enjoyed that actually. Yeah, it's great. You just start walking like and doing a little jig with every step as you're yeah. moving along, and yeah. you know something's up, but the, you can't do anything about it until you get to like the um the diner, and then all hell starts breaking loose. You have to kill a cop after that. Um, mm. 
and yeah, it just that's where it they tell you, hey, you're in a you're in a um simulation. Uh, Steelport's like the alien sort of um realm of uh, power now. They've changed all the um the Saints clothing stores into alien clothing stores as an example of what they can do. They've also mm. um they've also destroyed your house and all your penthouses. So it's just like now I'm up. To, uh, so the first story beat after that is basically, hey, here's superpowers. Um, here's how they work. It's basically like a glitch in the system is happening. You can pick up all these uh, data clusters and they empower you. Um, and then after you get after just doing that for a little bit, you do the um escape from the ship. As you're escaping, <laughs> the aliens blow up the planet Earth, and so you go back to their to their um, mothership to try and um take them out from the inside again. Um, and you just willingly go back into the simulation to, um, like kind of overthrow their um, uh, I guess the um the internals of all their computer technology. Um, mm. and that's kind I of where I left off. I, I do find it funny that Earth is canonically destroyed in Saints Row 4. Yes. <laughs> in, a, in the simulation, you're just stuck in the city from um, Saints Row 3. I can't. I'm, I'm fucking lost, man. <laughs> <laughs> just, just play, just play, play game, Saints Row right? 3. Just play Saints Row 3. Fuck it, it's, basically Saints Row 3. A, it's basically a Matrix situation where you just yeah, kind of is. plug into a virtual reality. Well, that, that, that's why they wanted to call the DLC into the Dominatrix. But yeah, um, I don't know. We, we've been talking about Sentra for a bit. Uh, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed my time. I, I liked what it tried to do. I just don't think that it has the longevity of Sentra 3. I still think of Sentra 3 as the, as the pinnacle of Sentra. But based on what you played so far, I assume you're going to continue playing it this week. But what, what, are, what, are, your, what are your thoughts so far? What, what rating would you give it so far? Uh, so far, I'd say probably maybe an eight. Like, it's not, like, top of the line, but I can't think of anything that would, like, lower it more. Um, I I like a lot of the music choices in it. The mix is still the best radio station on there. They've just amped up all the 80s hype tracks in the game, and they're including them in more missions to make those missions more memorable. Um, the gameplay loop I'm finding pretty fun. I'm just having fun going around doing clus- uh, clusters. And also, I wanted to mention, um, again, I'm playing this co-op with Trinity. And something that's really nice about co-op is if if your co-op partner picks up the clusters, um, it also counts for you. So it's just all one big collection instead of um, separated for the two players. That So that, yeah. that, that really cuts down on the collection time and made us really powerful basically right away. Um, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So maybe maybe doing it co-op will also cut down on that kind of um that uh, feeling that you had where it feels like it's getting a little long in the tooth and samey over and over again. Um, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, honestly, the the amount of Saints Row chat we've had the past couple of episodes it makes me really want to just play Saints Row Three again. Even just load up my old save just to run around and have fun. Yeah, yeah, and- I'm definitely, I'm definitely considering it. Cause did they ever do a Saints Row three sort of remastered thing? Because I know they did something with four and putting it onto next they- next gen is in the Xbox I One. I think they did, right? Because that's what you were talking about, Seth, last week. Yeah, so Saints, but it's okay. Let's, it's fine. Just pretend that you, just pretend that you want to listen to the episode and play along. 
but there there was a PS4 and a PS5 version of of Saints Row Three. But if well, sorry, not if well PS5 because you listened to because you listened to last week's episode, you would know that Seth was having issues with the insurance fraud parts of Saints Row Four because cars weren't popping in, and so we thought maybe it's just because it's a PS4 thing. And but PS5 also sort of had the issue, but was also better in other ways because of all the input lag on PS4. Uh, I think that was about where we were at. But of course, you know all this because you you listened to episode 32, like all of our lovely listeners out there. But how am I doing so far, sir? You pretty much hit the nail on the head. So See, yeah, and that's why I'm the host. <laughs> so yeah, Saints Row Three. There's a um, there's a version of uh, there's a version of that game on everything. Saints Row Four. It's just um, PS4 and Xbox One. They haven't done a current gen port of that. Uh, same with Get Out of Hell. Get Out of Hell is in the same situation as Saints Row Four is. And we were also discussing how Saints Row 2 is on Steam. Yeah, Me. and yeah, funnily enough, I picked that up on sale, but I haven't actually played. I should pick that up as well. I don't know where to track down Saints Row 1. That's the only one that's no, missing. Neither. Yeah. But yeah. It's not good. I, yeah, I've heard one's pretty rough. It doesn't, it doesn't hold up. Like, even when <laughs> I think I would have played it, like, in, oh, like, 2015, it just doesn't hold up. Like, I... It's, Maybe if you want to go back to it, you might uh, be thinking, oh, wow, they really made games like this, huh? Like this. I remember the shooting really, really bad and clunky, the driving being horseshit. Hmm. Um, like it's, then when I played number two, number two was so much better. It's a, it's a good thing Saints Row 1 isn't coming out in, uh, in a month, right? <laughs> Saints Row 2022, the same way we have to yeah. call God of War, God of War 2018. Yep, that's the way. I, anyway, I hate uh, that so much in the current state of the industry. Let me introduce you to the Xbox One and the Xbox One X and the Xbox One S. And the Xbox um, Series the Xbox X Series and the X. Xbox Series yeah. S. Oh, that, that's, yeah. that's what I meant to say. See, even I'm getting confused. Uh, final thoughts from you, Seth, before we move on. Um, very fun game. Um, I'll give a more in-depth um, like thoughts of the game and how I think it stacks up to Saints Row 3. Um, uh, when I do finish the game, I don't know when that will be because I might be doing something else this weekend that's co-op related. Um, but yeah. Okay, uh, you you want to? Yeah, so you you mean Sunbreak, right? No, uh, I mean Game of the Year of 2022, Stranger yeah, so of Paradise. Sunbreak. Oh, okay. Well, the lesser <laughs> right, the the second place game of the year. No, I I see where you're coming from. So, Sunbreak yeah. is DLC of the year. <laughs> you know what's not DLC of the year? Anything from Tiny Tina's. Anyway. Uh, going to move cool. swiftly on from that. Thank you for that, Seth. Uh, Steve, why don't you tell us about uh, Katamari Damaki, Damasi, 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 yeah, Garen from League of Legends. Uh, Garus uh, from Mass Effect. <laughs> um, so, okay, so, uh, Seth, you've played Katamari. I'm just going to call it Katamari from now on. Not to be confused with Calamari. Um Pat, have you played it? <laughs> I have not. I, I've honestly never even heard of it until you stuck it in the docket for tonight. Really? Holy shit. Yeah, I haven't played I've... it completely. I've only played a couple of levels, but I enjoyed those couple of levels I played. Yeah, so this game came out in 2003, um, and it has a, it has a sequel. <laughs> it has a sequel, and that they, they for whatever reason, they chose not to redo the sequel, which from... Well, my understanding is that my understanding that um, that it's much better in every sense of the word. But for some reason, I did the first one maybe to sort of test sales and all that type of thing. Um, 
<laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Okay, you have to cut this out because man, this is gonna burn too. <laughs> Once you That's recover, <laughs> I'm like, oh, mm. sorry, I was just going off for Patrick's no, it is joke. Funny, but... <laughs> he edited it in post, right? Um, yeah, I'll <clears> fix <throat> it in post. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, so it's leaving Xbox Game Pass on the thirtieth of July. So I thought I'd pick it up. It, 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 from what I've seen, it's not a very long game. But what it is, though, it, I can't think of a good way to describe it. But the Wikipedia page describes it um, as a third-person puzzle action video game. Because essentially, what you're doing in this game is you are a a, a katamari which is the son of, like, the supreme being leader of the universe who's but, wiped out all the stars in the sky. So you're a Katamari. Are you Damasiing? <laughs> yeah, sure. I think sure, you're yelling Damasia and running Garen alt once you hit level six. I don't get those references. No. Um, but, oh, no, it's... <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's like his dad is, like, the king of the entire universe or the king of the cosmos or whatever, and he's on, like, a massive bender and he knocks out all the stars in the sky. So he's like, oh, well... You're my son. You love me. I gave you birth. You can fix my problem. So essentially, what you're doing is you're yeah, that, that sounds the main like reason why boomer. I have kids. Yeah, yeah, like, classic. That's what I'm on. Why we started this podcast, right? <laughs> to fix the stars in the sky because we are the stars. So essentially, what you're doing is you are rolling things up into a ball, and they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And each level has a certain size the ball has to get to but you're rolling like everyday household objects. Like, so for instance, you might start, I think the first level you start off at you're like, you're one centimeter big, but you can only pick up objects that are smaller than one centimeters. And then you go into two centimeters and three centimeters why, and four centimeters. Why does centimeters. sound like every mobile game ad? Yeah, well, don't forget this game came out in 2003. You weren't playing games on your phone back then. But it's like you're rolling things up into a ball and because things aren't, uh, of course, like when you've got like squares or other sort of shapes or triangles or really long things that, don't, that, that attach themselves to the ball but aren't part of the ball, it can get like really wonky with how you're rolling the ball. Like it starts to do like weird- Is the ball on a string attached to the cup? Yes. And you got to keep nice. trying to get the, the ball in a cup. Um, but it exists in such a way that it's- it makes sense. And like the more you get, the more you pick up, the more you can pick up. And like you start the levels pretty small. And then by the end of it, like you'll start at like 10 centimeters big at one level. And then by the end of the level, you have to be like a meter and a half. And you're like, oh shit, I can't do that. But then like, as you're going around these rooms or outside, you're picking up more and more and more and more and more. And because you're picking up more and more, you can pick up bigger and bigger things. with sort of, uh, for lack of a better analogy, snowballs. And makes it bigger and bigger and bigger. And before you know it, you're sucking in. You start off like sucking in like thumbtacks and glue sticks and like small bottles. And then by the end of the level, you're sucking in cars and people and skyscrapers. You're describing Kirby. Yeah, no, I want. I really want to highlight that what Steve is saying is like you start off as this little tiny. You start off rolling this little tiny ball that, like, like you said, you can only pick up things that are smaller than the ball. So you'll just start off with like paper clips and thumbtacks. And within, like, you, you'll have, like, a time limit of, like, five minutes 
by the time you hit like the three minute mark you're starting to roll over the, the walls of the house to get outside and start just rolling up the entire town around you yeah it's like it's it's nuts like it's i knew going into this game because it's one of these games that it, it from what i've heard from just being on the internet and from like other friends this game is so fucking weird and it was weird at the time and it's still weird now but it exists in a way that no game has copied it either like well or at all just because it's so fucking weird like it, it, even the opening cutscene when you're watching the the king of the galaxy or whatever the fuck he's called um <clears throat> going around like just the way he talks to you the way he looks the way he's pointing out all this, this he's very flamboyant yeah, it, it exists in a way that it's just like, oh, shit, this is very, um, like, intense. And then you get into this little ball and you're sort of pushing the ball around, absorbing things. And you've got this, I don't even know what to describe the genre of the music because the music changes in each level. Um, there's, like, an electro one and a rock one. And it just seems like I'm on some sort of weird drug trip and I just, I don't really know how I got there, but... And the controls are really weird because it's like a twin stick sort of shooter thing. Like, so when you first started, everything feels a lot more clunkier. And then as you get better at using the the two sticks to sort of move and change the camera and stuff, it does get a bit easier. But then, like you but mentioned it's... before, there's also those objects that are like really weirdly shaped, and that that'll throw off the entire game plan of how the ball's rolling. Like you'll have like yeah, a, so you'll it... have like a perfectly spherical ball going. And then you'll accidentally roll over a roller, and now you've got to deal with like a roller being a bump in the road and messing up your entire roll. Yeah, and you can't if you've got like the ruler on like one side, you can't go that side anymore because it just sort of like wigs out and just tries to sort of go higher than what it can, and it's like no, you got to go the other way. Like, it, and even since it came out in like two thousand and three, the physics in this feel really good. Like, even though you are a ball collecting up more things and becoming bigger and bigger. But it, it never, you never really feel you've gotten such a weird shape to the ball that it won't move anymore. There's always something you can do to sort of uh, go to a different side of the ball and keep it rolling. Um, if you get really desperate, you can just run into a wall and you'll, you'll shed a bit um, of, of the ball to be a bit smaller. Uh, but there are sort of different uh, areas in the stage that you can only access when you're a certain size or if you get too big, you can't fit through like the, the underlegs of a table. But in other places, you have to be like over 20 centimeters to sort of uh, go through a sign. It is, without a doubt, probably the weirdest fucking game I've played in a while. It's it's definitely weird. Um, I and That's why I really wanted like your take on it, because I, I think the gameplay loop is really fun. But also there's so much weirdness in it. Like the King of All Cosmos is such a eccentric oh, that's character. that's what he's fucking called. Yeah. Yeah, he's eccentric, and then it's sort of like a <clears throat> when you like fail a level because essentially you've got uh like between I think it's like uh, well, I don't, you've got a certain time limit to get the ball to a certain size, and if you fail, it's just like a game over screen of him like yelling at you and your Katamari crying, and he's like, "Yeah, you're a disappointment. I knew you would be. I don't even know why I gave this to you. I knew you would fail." And yeah, like, he oh, puts okay, you down so- really hard. Yeah, but then and when you, you do, do good, he's very supportive. Yeah, he's like, yeah, of course you do that. You're my son after all. <laughs> and like, it's a, when you like the first time you uh, go into water, it's like, oh yeah, that's a, exactly the same spot. Well, I fell into water. You are my son. Like it's, 
it's crazy. Like I don't, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I, I really like in the first hour or two while I was getting used to the controls, I was like, no, this is fucking shit. This is the controls are archaic. They're not fun. It doesn't make sense. But then like, as you do get used to the controls, you do get used to the camera. You do get used to sort of how it works for lack of another better analogy. You as the player do snowball and you get better at making this Katamari snowball and getting bigger and bigger. And it's a weird way. It's like such a simple concept, but it's one of those simple to learn, sort of easy to get the grip of, but hard to sort of do it really well. And it's sort of like a, it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. Like I'm about like five levels in, probably like four, four hours, I think total. And, oh, and the music as well. The music is because you can be in these level for 15 minutes. The music is like the, the, the same song or the same track or whatever. But you never get to the end of the stage and it's like, okay, I'm sick of this. I never want to hear it again. It just sort of exists in a way that it's like, okay, this is a really good song, but you're sort of focused on collecting everything. You don't really get angry with it. But I'd, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I, I didn't know coming into this game what it was going to be. But I'm so glad that I did play it. It's, it's fantastic. So can I take the noose off now? Yeah, sure, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to scare you. I'm glad that you've been, you've been enjoying it, though. Like, um, I've, I haven't done, like, a full playthrough of Katamari Damacy. I've only played the first handful of levels. But it, it's a really enjoyable game um, and really weird and abstract. But, no, I... I, I think what I'm finding sorry. is it's just, it's just different. Yeah, like, definitely. And it's not different in a bad way. It's different in a... I've never played a game like this before. Well, yeah, it's right very unique. It exists in the space between Knack and Super Monkey Ball. Yes. I played neither of those games, but you sure, why not? You, my friend, are missing out because Knack is the greatest game of all time. Not to mention yes. the greatest sequel, Knack 2. Which, which... True Knack 2 Furious. <laughs> real real missed yeah, opportunity I... to call the sequel uh, Nick Knack. Yeah, I know, Paddy right? That's the, number three is going to be called Paddywhack. Uh, but yeah, it's and the just, fourth it's... one will just be called Revengeance. <laughs> Rising, um, world. It's it's yeah. I it, I I cannot recommend this game enough to people. Like it's it it looks pretty good. It does sort of have a bit of like there's no auto saves in the game, and if like because the levels are like fifteen or well, up to fifteen minutes long, like I failed one this morning, and I'm like, well, that's fifteen minutes of my life. I'm never getting back. And you don't really feel like as if you've uh, gotten better. It's just like, oh, I got stuck or I didn't know where to go in the stage. So it sort of does feel a bit like, oh, shit, like maybe this time wasn't enough. But then like you you definitely get it on the second one because you sort of know where to go. But no, I, I, I'm really enjoying it. I See, I can <laughs> recommend good games. It's just fucking weird. Like in the first like hour or two, I was like, I fucking hate this game. The controls are pretty rough. Um, the camera control especially but I'm not sure if it, I, I'm still torn on the idea of other controls clunky because it was made in 2003 or is it innovative in half the challenges working with the controls I think it's a little um, of both yeah it, 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 I think that's sort of where I'm sitting as well Like it, when I can sort of work out my monkey fingers into how the best way to move the camera and then move at the same time or get enough momentum to sort of just 
go around it. It does sort of work, but I feel like there are, yeah, but I'm not sure if it's just I'm frustrated with the controls or I'm frustrated in me not being aware of the controls. Um, but I'd highly recommend anybody to even look out like videos of this game because it's just, it's it's not an expensive game insane. either. I just checked it up on Steam and it's only thirty dollars there. Well, yeah, so it's a HD remake of a two thousand three game. Well, have you that what you may? Um, I could probably recommend this really well, especially on the Switch, because like it's yeah, people, oh yeah, there is a Switch version level. of this. Yeah, it's pretty much on every. It's on everything now. Um, yeah, it, I've, I'm pretty sure they even had a Vita version at one point or a Vita Katamari game. And they they had things like using the back touchpad to like stretch out the ball into like a line oval, and oh, other so weird sick. things. I'm yeah. sick. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I'd, I'd probably recommend it more so on the Switch because like on the go, you do one level, you put it down, that's it, you're living the life, and probably the that was the what what did Switch call it the quick pause feature they do when you go to home, and um, that probably does the a lot of favors. Yeah. But yeah, I the snitch that, I think, or or, or that, the quitch. No, that's the, that's the the snitch is the switch that got killed, um, because he was speaking of the cops. I think it's the oh, switch. Yeah, no, you're right. It probably was that one actually. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, so I I reckon I'd I'd probably give this game. Um, it's so hard to rate because I can't really compare it to it. Like, I'm having a good time, but uh, I'm a bit worried that it's, like, more of the same the more levels I go on, so maybe I'll sort of get burnt out towards the end, but I think it sort of depends on how long it goes for, so I think say it's a tentative eight. I also think that as you go on, more levels try to throw in more gimmicks to vary up the uh, the rolling Mm. situation, so it's not just go roll everything. There's, like, little other things you got to be aware of. Yeah. Well, I'll see how I go. I'll report it next week, but it's a tentative eight at the moment. Okay, cool. Um, didn't really have a follow-up. Cool. Thank you for that, Steve. Uh, right. I I guess I guess we we talk about we talk about Sunbreak for the next four hours. How does that sound? I can I uh, can I do my quick life, funny life update first. I was it. Was it not playing Saints Row 4 and, and being stuck in the Animus? No, 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 no. It was, it was an actual thing that, like, it's a piece of news that came out that's not, like, a game-related thing, but um, is, Whoa, uh... is, some, is something that I think was really interesting, and it might just be only me that has anything to say about this. Wait, wait, you're pregnant? No. Congratulations. <laughs> not yet. Can't wait to meet Stephen Jr. Not yet. I can't wait to meet Stephen Jr. <laughs> Oh my god. I, I'm cutting that out. <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah, just so my, uh, we mentioned before that um, I, was le- I was leaving my Steve, job. Steve, why would you co- name a Vaporeon Steve Jr.? <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> no, I did not know. Can you tell me? Well, I just, I just, I mean, like, you, you know, Pokemon eggs always take the form of the mother, so I just assumed that it would be a Vaporeon. Would it? No, and anyway, no, we're getting off topic. We're getting off- what, what, what were you saying, Steph? Yeah, so um, two weeks ago, I just left my job at um, Animal Logic, um, and just today that they announced um, that Netflix is buying out that entire studio, that entire company. They are now being uh, owned by Netflix. Um, I I don't really know where I was going to go with this outside of just saying that. 
I just thought it was a really funny thing to bring up. So you lost out on a shit ton of money, is what you're saying? No, I was working on a Netflix show while I was there. So I'm... Can you talk about the show? Yeah, I can. I was working on a magician's elephant. Um, that... I don't know what that is. It is a children's book. So I can lend it's, you it's it. A, it's, about an, it's about an elephant, but he has a magician for a sidekick. Isn't this Now You See Me 3? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so I, I guess what I would really want to say is um, I'm, I'm not really surprised since I was working on a Netflix thing, so I can see the connection of Netflix will want to buy this studio at some point to do uh, animated feature films. But at the same time, I'm very surprised because Netflix just cut their entire animation division not too long ago. It, it go seems like money a, to make money. Yeah, it's a really weird. It's a really weird situation. Just looking at it from like what's what's Netflix's end goal. Anyway, that that's all I wanted to say on that. Right. Uh, Does he get Krispy Kreme, but? I did yeah, not. Yeah, actually, good. Well, fucking, I, I. Actually, I had I when I I went and saw Australia versus England like the rugby union game on the weekend. Then I got Portuguese donuts. Those are pretty yeah, nice. Yeah, you said that you got a, a non Krispy Kreme donut, so we're not going to talk about it. Yeah, no, yeah, that's fair. I I believe the you know words were. Right. I believe Patrick's words were "Don't care, didn't ask." I'm telling you, anyway, big fella. <laughs> ah, drats. I don't care, didn't ask about you not care. Outsmarted again. <laughs> uh, right, well, uh, so now we're ready to talk about Sunbreak for four hours, right? Yes. Yeah, nice. So, in Sunbreak, right? So you, you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna break the... <laughs> you gotta break the sun. I like uh, the hammer. Yeah, I, 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 I have been playing a bunch more Sunbreak, but I've also been playing a bit of Outer Wilds. Uh, gonna, gonna discuss that. Uh, so Outer Wilds, I actually have no idea when it came out initially. <laughs> I think it was 2019, 2019 I believe. 2018, right. Hmm. I played it in, no, I played it in 2020. Outer Wilds came out. 2019, this, baby. Yeah, this, uh, this is the one time that just Google does not show the right. release date on the fucking Google page. <laughs> it's on the, on you guys on the Wikipedia page. Uh, May, anyway, anyway, May 20, 2019. Uh, 2019. Uh, so I'm playing it now. Uh, you know, which as 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 we alluded to in in, in FTL oh god, Outer Wilds. Sorry, the entire time you were saying this Outer Wilds before, I was thinking of the Outer Worlds. It, Wait, yeah. so, <laughs> the the, the, Wiki, the Wikipedia article even starts with Outer Wilds, not to be confused with the Outer Worlds. The Outer Worlds, yeah. They came out roughly around the same time as well. This to make things more confusing. I'm sorry yeah, to cut no, you anyway. off, Patrick, but yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> go, go on, I just, I just really, really got, like, shocked by, oh, right, it was this game, not the other one. <laughs> So somewhere in the last five years, which again for FTL is basically a new release, <laughs> um, Out of Wilds came out, and so that is a a fun little uh, ex- explorationy, uh, mystery e uh, story based game, and it's got a bunch of interesting physics in there. In that you start on a planet, but very quickly you figure out how to leave the planet, and you get to explore the solar system, 
And I'm very glad that it's not built to scale because there is no way that a ship should be able to travel as fast as it does between different planets, at least at the scale of the solar system that we're at. Uh, but you have 24 minutes because at the end of 24 minutes, uh, one, one minute is an hour of the day, but at the end of 24 minutes, the sun explodes and you die. So you need to figure out basically all the mysteries of the universe in <laughs> just in, in time. And it's, it's interesting comparing it to, to Deathloop because that was another kind of time-based uh, do-what-you-can game, uh, you know, from a few episodes ago. Shout out to a few episodes ago. Um, so Outer Wilds is interesting in that it's not a... Uh, it's not the sort of game that you play through distinct time periods of. You're playing through a continuous 24-minute loop. So, uh, as I have found out, you might be exploring something interesting, and there are just the things that are stopping you from continuing to explore it, like sand constantly rising, or uh, ice that needs to that, that will only melt when you're in particular proximity to something else. So it's very dynamic, and it's it's a good thing, and it's also a bad thing in places. the uh, The major things that it has going for it the the solar system is is a fun thing to explore. the um, The controls are fairly you know, standard, smooth, what you expect. And the story is, I'm actually not sure what about the story. It's, it's interesting in some ways, but so much of the draw for Outer Wilds depends on you getting sucked into the story. And I don't know that the story has grabbed me like, um, even like Deathloop did. And I, and I think the reason for that is because it, it's an indie game. At least as far as I know, I'm pretty sure it's an indie game. But yeah, cool. So it's it's an indie game. But the um it has the Pokemon Arceus problem of no voice acting. But the problem is you don't interact with people, you interact with text. And so uh even though Arceus Pokemon Legends com colon Arceus, sorry Steve, I know you're probably getting upset at that. Pokemon Legends colon Arceus, yeah, there we go. Yeah, gotta gotta do it right. Um even though that didn't have any voice acting, it was still you dealing in mostly one-to-one -one situations with very distinct characters. But Outer Wilds also doesn't have voice acting, but you're not dealing with characters, you're dealing with just text that you're, that you're reading. And a lot of the text that you read is from an ancient civilization that died out like a thousand years ago. It's like, it's like an, ancient, um, an ancient alien race that died out suddenly. And I assume, because I haven't finished it yet, I... I honestly have no idea how far through the game I am because it is really good at not giving you any indication of how close you are to finishing. <laughs> like, Deathloop within 10 minutes was like, you need to kill all of these people to break the loop. And so that that's your objective the entire time. Um, uh, Outer Wilds is just, yeah, no, go go explore. <laughs> Fucking have fun. <laughs> well, that's, I, I, I really see, like see. that. It's, it's more about you're looking like there's a mystery and it's like you're solve the mystery like that's the premise yeah i i understand the appeal of that but the problem is that relies heavily on the story grabbing you as i say but the lack of voice acting like the the, yeah, the biggest issue true. for me is that the biggest issue for me is that like i i suspect and i'll never know this whether or not this is the case but i suspect i've been talking or i've been reading text from the same few characters over and over again but they don't have distinct character voices and it's entirely a me problem, but I just, it, it makes it so much harder to, to appreciate uh, the crafted dialogue. 
because you only know who you're talking to based on uh, who they like name and when another character names them. So it's really hard to form relationships with these, in almost every case, kind of ancient history beings. And uh, I was trying to describe this because um, uh, a few people I know uh, have said that Outer Wilds is a really good game that I enjoy it. And I definitely enjoy parts of it, but I've been trying to figure out what it is that, that's been a bit harder for me to, to enjoy about it. I think it's kind of, uh, I, I think it runs close to something like Last of Us Part 1, where you'll just be in like a house or you'll be in a particular setting and you'll figure out what happened to the original owner of that house. And that is kind of analogous to figuring out what happened to this ancient alien race. But the problem is there seems to be a fairly distinct disconnect between the consequences for that being from however many years in the past and you now. And that kind of takes me out of it a bit because yes, I only have 24 minutes before the sun explodes. But what I can do with that time, because it's constantly dynamically moving, it's not like playing at different time points like Deathloop is, it puts this weird amount of pressure on you and it makes it hard to, um, uh, it, it makes it hard to enjoy some of the exploration. And what I mean by that is that uh, there's like a persistent log of what you've done, right? So there's a persistent log, like, you know, you've been to this planet, you figured this thing out, blah, 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 blah. And really early on, they're very simple steps. Go to this planet, talk to this person, uh, find the source of this music, all that stuff, that's fine. But if you hit all of that low-hanging fruit, sometimes you just get to points where you're like, okay, well, chances are I only have maybe five minutes left of this run. But... I don't think those five minutes is worth me trying to do this next objective because I could start on that and then just never, never finish it. And then, and then it won't be worthwhile. So then you become more incentivized to restart the loop. And it's, it's just, it's just little things. It's just little, they're not even annoyances. It's just, it's such a different game to a lot of things that I've played recently that it's just kind of hard for me to adapt. I hope that makes sense. Um, I know. I, I completely understand what you mean. Like I, nearly bounced off it when I first started playing it. And it's, it is one of those games that uh, it does take a little bit of time to sort of get into the groove. Mm. Um, but then, it, but it's, it's not for everyone, which is a rough thing to say, <laughs> especially like once you've paid money for it and you won't know if it's for you until it's, until you've put in the time and the money for it. Uh, I, I was found myself, probably being compelled by solving the mystery as opposed to more of the the story element to it. But I guess the mystery is the story element. Yeah, that's what I was getting the impression of, like trying to figure out the time loop was the story and like the hook of the um it's the adventure. Yeah. I I I I think it's an interesting first of all, there's a lot the game does that I really like. I, I should say that up front. But the, the problem that I have, which again is a very specific to me issue, I'm, I'm going to end up having to compare this to Deathloop, right? Because just because Deathloop is the most recent game that I've played that is in some ways overlapping with what this game tries to do. And in Deathloop, it's very clear what your objective is. The, the whole, you could do as many loops as you want. And the objective is you need to do this thing. And it is conceptually not very hard to do that thing. Even if you fail it, you know what it is that you're doing. 
Outer Wilds takes the opposite approach where it doesn't tell you what you're doing. You're expected to kind of figure it out and you have a bunch of different leads that you can pursue and that kind of stuff. But because there's also puzzle elements, it just gets a little bit hard because you, you have a fixed timer of 24 minutes. And like, uh, uh, what's really interesting is that I, I actually had a bit of a change of heart. So uh, two nights ago, I, I was in a bit of a lull, right? Uh, so many of my leads were you found this room that had this thing in it. And it doesn't tell you anything about what to do with that information. It just says, you have this information now. And the implication is that that information will be useful in some way, but it's not going to tell you how that information is useful. And so it's like, oh, you found this room with the skull in it that you can't access. And so you sit there looking at it like, okay, well, what the fuck am I doing? What, what is the point? Why am I here? But uh, I discovered a, a lost settlement from from the previous alien race last night and that suddenly reinvigorated my reinvigorated my interest in it and so it was like okay you know i, I can't wait to uh, i ran out of time discovering it the sun exploded i died on Obuhu. Uh, i really want to come back and i really want to continue exploring this place so it's it's real it feels real stoppy starty and and it's it's real hard to figure out if i like that or not because honestly i just don't know <laughs> Yeah, and, and some of the, well, this probably shouldn't be a spoiler to you, but not all the things you pick up will be useful to solving the mystery. Sometimes it's sort of like a, yeah. oh, that's an interesting little fact about the previous civilization or something. Yeah, and, uh, and, and the, the problem too is that uh, in the run that I did last night, uh, I, so it gives you a distinct audio cue. Uh, I actually really like the music in the game, but it, it gives you a distinct musical cue when you've got one minute left before the sun explodes. and so because I was reading text, I was uh, I I made the decision to I, I won't read any of this text. I will just scan it in and anything that is useful will be recorded by the ship computer as if it were part of an objective. And I I'm really annoyed in some ways that the game puts me in a position where that makes sense to do because I feel like I'm shortchanging myself and shortchanging the developers behind the game if that's the incentive structure at the end of a run. But at the same time, there's nothing else I can do. I, I don't know. I, I, I can't guarantee that I'll be back here in the same circumstances that I am now. So I want to try and take as much information in as I can, even if that means I don't read it, but I just scan as much of it in as I can to summarize anything for the ship's computer for the objectives and then you know you know i just I, I continue with the with the leads that way uh yeah i i don't really have a huge amount more to say as i say i honestly have no idea how far through the game i am uh i appreciate a lot of what it does i have a, a, a few issues about some of the stuff it does as i think i've highlighted but uh i kind of hope i i honestly don't know if i'll have it finished next week because i just have no idea where i am but i kind of hope that i'll have it finished next week um, um i did have one more a... question before you wrap it sure. up though um, yeah yeah mm -hmm. so uh i noticed like very exploration heavy and uh, like but you've been talking about like um the game's giving you objectives and the computer's helping you point everything in like a right direction is um is it like a, have you had do you feel like it's been a linear experience or do you feel still feel like you have like this sense of, um, like I can kind of go anywhere and like maybe find something off the beaten path or find 
a clue early and like have some sort of freedom around the exploration. So it's really interesting that you mentioned that because uh, I've been, uh, so my, my mate who's been telling me to play it for ages uh, has been really keen to see how I've been approaching it and whether or not I enjoy it. And uh, his comment was actually really interesting and in that he was saying he, because he's watching me read the dialogue, is now appreciating more of the craft of the dialogue and structure and other bits and pieces. But at the same time, he's, say, uh, he's noticed that I have um, uh, found clues, if that's the right word. I have done objectives in a different order to him, such that the next thing that I want to do for how long I've been playing is quite different to what he chose to do at the same point. Oh, that's so cool. So in that sense, yeah, in that sense, it is quite open-ended. Uh, the way that they achieve that is there's a list of uh, three-ish, uh, up to five. I, I actually don't know the, the, the number, but let, let's, let's say ballpark up to five uh, different mechanics in the game. And uh, it's a double-edged sword for me uh, in that different mechanics will be in play for different objectives. What I mean by that is one of the mechanics on a particular planet is that there will just be these spiky plants in the way. And I assume at some point I will figure out a way to deal with the spiky plants, whether that's finding a way around them or having some sort of equipment to, to get rid of them in, in some way. I, I don't know because I, I haven't done that. But uh, uh, on, on, on a counterpoint, uh, there are particular areas that teach you how some of these objectives work. So now I have done the tutorial if you want to call it that i'm using air quotes of how um one of the they call it like a quantum mechanic works uh and so if i if i did this quantum mechanic tutorial uh at a different time to when my friend did it on his playthrough we would then be able to piece uh different objectives together because we wouldn't be impeded by the same mechanics and i say that's a double-edged sword because one of the mechanics is you need to use something to determine where ghost material is, and ghost material will kill you if you stand in it. And I fucking hate this mechanic. Yeah, the, the ghost material is the fucking shittest part of the game. Like it, it definitely it, feels that way. It definitely, it, it feels like out of place. It's, the, it's not, it, it feels like it's blocking you and trying to make you, like most of the plate thing, most of the solutions you can sort of work out by either like stumbling through it. Um, mm. But the ghost mechanic does really make you sort of use your tools to the best like that you can through that sentry sort of pod robot thing. Um, yeah. That's the, what, the it does, launcher. It, yeah, scout launcher. Yeah, like it, and it does do some really cool things for it like later on, but there are parts of it where it's like this doesn't like suit in. It doesn't, it doesn't fit with what you're trying to do. Yeah, yeah, and 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 how the are you finding? Is, no, no, well, sorry, you the, go. Uh, well, just to finish on the ghost thing. So the problem is, I've I've done the tutorial for the quantum thing for the quantum mechanic thing, right? Like first time you approach the quantum mechanic, you're like, oh, this mechanic is weird. I think I figured out the rules, but I don't quite know. And then the tutorial makes it really clear what the rules are. And you're like, okay, great, boom, I've I've got it figured out. I know how the quantum mechanic works. I'm I expected that there will be something similar to that for this ghost material. And I, because I've now played it more, I don't think that's the case because I think the mechanic is just what it says on the tin. If you walk into the material, you die. And there's no weird, like, you can get around it this way or you can 
you, you can do something about it. I don't think that's the case anymore. But the problem is, because the game sets up all of these mechanics on the same plane, it makes me think that eventually, much like in Sly 4, I'm just missing the, the information needed to overcome this obstacle. But that's now a problem because the way to overcome ghost material and the way to overcome, say, the quantum mechanic is I have agency over the quantum mechanic. I don't have agency over the ghost material. And so it gets really frustrating when there's something that I really want to continue exploring or like a particular lead or, or plot line that I want to continue and I'm blocked by the ghost material because it feels like I just need to go figure out what the trick is and then come back. But I don't know that that's the case now. And so a lot of the really interesting plot points to me specifically are blocked or in some way related to dealing with ghost material. Uh, although, having said that, final point, and then I'll throw it back to you, Steve. Um, the game did do a really good job. I, I fucking hated the ghost material. There was one situation that I found so far, there might be others, where I really appreciated how they used the ghost material mechanic in an interesting way. Which, I guess for you, Steve, is on the interloper. Um, I don't think that's a spoiler for anyone. But... I appreciated using the mechanic in an interesting way, but I still fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, you're thinking when like you've got to put the the scout through the thing, you got to take take pictures of uh, yeah. where it exists. Yeah, yeah. yeah I thought that was that. really well done, but figuring it out was literally the most ooga booga brute force thing. Oh, it works <laughs> like this now. Yeah, um, on my fucking third rotation, like cool. Fuck yeah, yeah. I really, I, yeah. I do take all your points, and I find it. Really interesting how other people approach this game. Because yeah, I sort of that that's the weird sort of meta level analysis of this, right? Like I think everyone that plays this game will play it in a slightly different way. I don't even think it's a slightly different way. I think like you could literally do like a million different things and still sort of come to the same conclusion eventually because you don't have mm -hmm. to do anything in the same order. Yeah. It, it's just very I definitely at the start, probably for the, probably the first two hours I was playing, I sort of didn't really get it. Um, I was sort of going around searching, translating, finding what I could and thinking that I could go further in a certain place, but I wouldn't be able to. But then it's sort of, it gets to a weird moment where it's like you start piecing some things together. You look at your internal log and like it's drawing all these connections and you're like, oh, okay. So these things link together. Oh, I didn't I think of going back and checking them out again now that I've got all three of the clues and checking it out. Mm. I'm still not sure what I think about the the ship flight controls. What are your thoughts on those? I didn't have any issues. I Really? Well, oh, auto, man. Autopilot has killed me once or twice. I'll, I'll give it that. Yeah. It's <laughs> but I, um, shit. I, <laughs> I don't know why. I, uh, it, it, to me, it feels very similar to flying. I don't remember what the PSVR demo is, but I played a PSVR demo of a similar kind of thing of it's very like if like if you go to a planet the planet is just a sphere so you can fly around the planet and so to land on a planet you need to like land in a particular way and uh, other bits and pieces so i don't know i i guess i'm just naturally attuned to flying like that and i don't uh, have any issues I, um, it, it took it took me like a fair bit to get the hang of it and even like after i'd very close to the end i still like Fucking up or going out of control, but maybe this just I yeah I just maybe I went into that game thinking the flight would be a bit different to us. I, yeah, to be honest, and, I only really play a lot the, of games with flight. What, 
yeah what, what what i mean by that is that um my mate who was watching me play it was also surprised at how quickly i picked up the flight controls because uh okay he, good he, yeah he was also expecting me to like fuck around and 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 destroy the ship multiple times but yeah i i clicked with the controls much faster than i think most people did and that just comes down to oh, like you know i i enjoy playing ace combat i enjoy playing other bits and pieces that just have non-standard controls so i guess i'm just used to someone doing a weird control scheme uh yeah, cool. yeah i i i think on a on a on a good run out of wilds is really fun on a bad run it's it's not boring it's just really frustrating so and you feel like you've wasted your time like you you've yeah. made you've made no progress or you think yeah. you thought you're going to do something and you didn't and it's like and you get to a point like okay the sun's exploding all right i've got to wait for this yeah. to do exactly. um, i do like how it plays those those um those three keys just before the sun explodes i think that's fucking sick it is it is it's it's really yeah. it's really cool in that way and there are tons of little moments where you'll just be walking around a planet and you'll just look. I, I'm a massive fan of just the kind of compact solar system type thing of you look up and there's the sun and there's also planets just near the yeah, sun. Yeah, you can see the other. And, yeah, I, th- I yeah. think that is really cool. Yeah. And, and the fact that uh, Outer Wilds lets you fly to all of the planets that you can see, really cool. I really like all of that. So that's why i say overall it's really hard to score it i'd give it like a seven and a half just because i don't know where to score it right now it's something that i want to continue playing so it's above a five it's not something that i've had an immense amount of joy the whole time so it's not like an eight or a nine but it hasn't been that detrimental other than a couple parts so i think seven seven and a half for now but i'm expecting if i finish it next week i'll probably give it like an eight or a nine because that's what everyone ballpark tells me it's it's good enough to match but I've been talking about it for a while now, so I'm probably going to uh, finish. Any final thoughts from you, Steve? Um, no, I really like... Um, I reckon that The Outer Wilds is probably one of my probably top five or top ten games of all time for me. I, oh, damn, that's I'm a hard craze. Yeah, I think it's a fantastic game. I I do understand that it's not for everybody. Like, I mm. literally cannot recommend this game enough, but at the same time, it does get a bit frustrating at the start, and it's... I can like I've had a couple of people that I've recommended it to. They've like spent two or three hours, and it's like I don't like this game at all. Um, and yeah, and that's well, fine. It, it it's not for everyone, and that's that's okay. It doesn't have to be for everyone. But I really like it. I do. They did bring out DLC last year that I really need to do. Um, and I'll get there eventually when my backlog eases up. Right, fellas. <laughs> Once Game Pass goes away, right at the end of the month. Oh. No, um, final thing I was saying that I was actually in that boat. I um, I got forced somewhat. I got strong armed into playing the um first maybe hour, hour or two, first couple runs. Um, uh, just on someone else's like I, you know, like like I I um, <laughs> I was at a mate's house and he was like, oh, you know, like you should try Outer Wild, uh, Outer Wilds, and then just gave me the controller for for like an hour, and I struggled. I I really didn't like it. I didn't mm. know what I was doing. There was no direction. But coming back to it now, it's like okay. I've now figured out, I've gotten over the hump of wanting to play the game. I now want to play the game. There are just a few parts which I've already spoken about, about the things that are detracting from that experience. But yeah, I'm, I'm super curious to see where it goes. And I'm super curious to, to see how, how it wraps together and, and wraps up and stuff. Um, final, final point. The black hole physics, disappointing, actually. <laughs> really? I liked them. I thought they were good. Uh, the the um, graphical warping of a black hole is uh, non non uh, not realistic. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I didn't think it was realistic, but I, I still think it's like neat. Oh, it's it's absolutely neat. But I was looking at it like, ah, uh, it's a it's a shame that I understand more of how a black hole like works. That I that I know that this isn't, uh, uh a reflection of reality. <laughs> I say as I play an alien in a in a solar system that's way too small on a game that does not pride itself on its physics engine. Um, anyway, or a video game, that, but it's a video game. It's not real, man. It's true. It's true. It's all I have to say about that. Uh, that brings us to the end of Run Lunch for this week, which means we get to uh, move on to part two for this week, which is, of course, the news. Starting off, we have some breaking news. Uh, Seth refused to put this in the dock. He wanted to deliver it to us personally. Seth, what have you got? What have you got for us? Yeah. Okay. So I had a test audience with this one, and it seemed to cause some strokes. So I just, I just wanted to prepare you guys for that. Um, the title is Platinum Games Teasers Platinum Games Reborn as it hires former Nintendo executive. All will be revealed on July 20, which... All right, that's already happened. It's yesterday, big fella. It should be out. Uh, it sounds pretty yeah, shit. I'm, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm all in on Platinum Games just like after Babylon's Fall going, you know what we need? We need to rise from the ashes like the Phoenix. We, like, we just uh, Phoenix Rising, perhaps. Yeah, that was a Ubisoft game, though. Ah, oh, fuck. Um, so I, I have a list of details that were announced. Um, Platinum Games is working on a new in-house IP that, besides uh, Project's GG, which is Hideki Kamiya's newest game, um, they're also working on multiple unannounced games for other publishers that are on different scales of um development, like some small games and some large games. Are they all part of live service support for Babylon's Fall? God, I hope not. Um, there, and then there's just general, um, general like company stuff. Like they plan to hire more people. The new, um, hire Yamane will be responsible uh, responsible for their publishing division. Not, not, not too much. Um, of like our interests there. But for me personally, this this one's um important to me. Uh, they gave a little bit of an update on projects GG. Um, is going to have a standout core feature that's like Witch Time or Unite Morph that was in the past uh, Kamiya games. So uh, just some big new gimmick for the action game series. Um, has greatly expanded in scope since um, the teaser was shown off. Um, and most importantly, the Shiba Inu that was shown in the original teaser trailer will in fact be in the game. Oh, excellent news. Best news I've heard all day. Oh, man, I don't care about that. Video, Video games, games right? indeed. Okay, we can move on to the new cycle proper. Yeah. Isn't this the one that apparently the rumor is that they've approached um, Xbox to publish uh, that it, was or a, is di- a different that's one? That's a different one. Yeah. A different one? At Scalebound, right? Yeah. Oh, right. There, there, was, there was a news article right. recently about Platinum Games being approaching Xbox, wasn't there? Yeah, I, I, I think it was a rumor, though, so I'm not actually sure if you want to... Yeah, you know if it's, if it's just a it. rumor, was, then I guess we can skip on it, but... If, the, if, if there was and we covered it, let us know what episode that was in. <laughs> just just quick, quick, it's, quick... It's time quick, for a test. Like, um, it's... If it is true, man, I hope that works out better for them than Scalebound did. I, I'd be surprised that uh, Platinum Games worked with Microsoft again after how badly that went. Hmm. It should be right. Yeah, interesting. 
Um, Platinum's always got um, ideas, whether they're good ones or not, but... Yeah, anyway, moving on. That really didn't make me see it as much as I thought it would, but... Yeah. Anyway, next up on the list, we have uh, the thing that we alluded to last week or the week before, I forget which. Both. But, uh, Cole's... Okay. <laughs> Remember, we, we scrapped the news seg- segment from the week before last. <laughs> True, so it was, it was last uh, week. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that a cartoonishly large gulping sound coming from Steve's mic? Couldn't tell. Because um, his hard drive's full. Uh, anyway, no, it's from uh, we, we have uh, Cole's Legacy DLC for Infamous Second Son, uh, as as we talked about, now being uh, freely available through the PlayStation Store. Uh, and as part of that, the um, uh, user-generated... Wait, was it user-generated content was the other yep. part? Was continuing to get support? Yeah, yep, they just finished cool. maintenance on those servers as well. Yeah. They, they nice. also Love mentioned that they're working on getting our Fetch's DUP outfit into Infamous First Light. Sweet. Yeah, so mm. you I do want to play through the infamous games again at some point. They're very, very good games. I've been meaning to revisit. And if I... Infamous Second Son got a huge boost on PS5 that makes it worth checking out again. Oh yeah. I, I really liked uh Infamous 2 more than Infamous 1. Like Infamous 1 was great, but Infamous 2 was like the perfect sequel, like Assassin's Creed 1 to Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah. Um, yeah. That yeah, I if I had a PlayStation, I would I would really want to play through Infamous Two again. But yeah, so that's that's cool. Um, I mean, it's it's no it's no Sly Five, but <laughs> sucker punch got a sucker punch, I guess. Uh, anyway, next up on the list, we have uh one of the Last of Us co-directors going and founding a new studio called uh what are we at Wildflower Interactive. Yep, which Bruce Straley, who was. By by some rumored, what a name! By some what rumored accounts, is the person that had a leash on um Neil Druckmann for The Last of Us One and reeling in all the bad ideas. <laughs> no, no, the, 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 this this that's oh, I mean it. that in a good way. Bruce Straley was the guy that kept The Last of Us One in line to be as good as it was. He well, he no, wasn't around for bad. that game. He left after The Last of Us 1. Actually, I think he was... I think he that's, left that's after Uncharted 4. I think he left Naughty Dog after Uncharted 4. But yeah, um, good to see that he's Me. doing his own thing now. I hope that goes really well for him. Yeah, and they, they have a bunch of open positions, so if you happen to want a job, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how we, how we shout out, like, working for these places but yeah they're, they're also hiring they've got a bunch of roles on their website if you have a game industry experience or want to get in there uh check out their website hmm do you reckon you need like programming experience like i played video games like i'm more of the ideas <laughs> man they probably I want something like me CEO, don't I? honestly yeah oh, you're you just, right. just put stock into them you're right just give, just give money uh i think i think what is interesting is that uh, on the hiring page for the for the studio, uh, they say even if you don't see the role that you know you think you'd be good at, that you should drop uh, drop them a line anyway, because uh, they're open to discuss contract possi- uh, that yeah. So they are open to discuss contract possibilities, but everything listed, at least for the for the places they're hiring for, is full time, which is 
Full-time work I, is always good. Well, I, 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 I want to say... Actually, I don't know based on the size of the studio, but uh, given how much shit you see in the media about particularly contract workers in the game space getting fucked over by various workplace policies, it's cool that they state on their website, hey, every one of these roles that we're hiring for is a full-time position, but we can discuss if you want it to be contract. Yeah, and they're also so, um, 100% remote. Hmm. So, yeah, it's cool to see. Hope it, hope mm, it goes that's well. That's pretty good. Um, seems like they want to do artsy, stylized games. Sweet. I like artsy, stylized games. Uh, speaking of artsy, stylized games, uh, multiverses. <laughs> uh, we have a, I don't know if you'd call it report, but... Uh, Just some, a statistic. People, yeah. <laughs> God, that, <laughs> that's a way to package the fact. Uh, uh we have some statistics that show that the uh, lovely free-to-play game that is Multiverses, uh, shout out to anyone that made it into the, the closed beta, it's now in open beta for everyone, I think. Me! Uh, only people who joined in yes. at the alpha or um, got one of the drops. Oh. The, oh, open I, beta, I thought... the open beta the open fully beta launches now? like next week, I think. Ah, oh, okay, right. That, that'd be yeah. it's, it's in early oh. access for specific people right now. Yeah, gotcha, me, gotcha, gotcha. me and Steve included. You too, Patrick, since you redeemed the yeah, alpha I key. Yeah, I, I know I'm part of that list. I know, I know I'm on the list. I played uh, earlier today, actually, and I ran, I, so I ran I. into an Xbox player who bought the 150 Australian dollar edition of the game. Jesus. So how can you tell? Is it like uh, um, they had skins a premium nameplate, which is only available on the $150 tier? Well, you'll you'll find Steve that when you fight Ooh. them, you don't do any damage, and they do triple damage to you. I don't think you actually get any gameplay <laughs> buffs for buying it. It's just character unlocks. No, no, and stuff. they, they, nah, they rolled that out. Yeah, from what I've they, seen, they don't want to do gameplay changes. No, no, I mean like uh, early unlocks yeah. and like uh, the progression of characters. Or more of I mean. Hmm. Yeah, all, all the things you can buy in that game are only, like, yeah. skins or a cosmetic that yeah. affect gameplay, which is pretty good. Yeah, although in, in the same vein, so, so the whole point of the article talks about how it would cost uh, $250 US dollars to buy everything that you can't get through playing the game, which, I mean, we, we, we've had a lot of Diablo Immortal news and headlines recently about how much it would cost to get that stuff that you can't get from playing the game. So, weirdly, yeah. 250 seems reasonable. <laughs> to, to break right. it down into smaller statistics, uh, there's uh, 13 character skins that can only be bought with real money that costs uh, at least $125. Uh, nine ring out VFX, which will bring up to $85. Uh, 13 taunts, which is $50. Two stickers, which is $5. And one banner, which is another $5. And then they, they calculated the total based on how cheap it would be to buy the in-game currency required to redeem for all of those things. So that's where the $255, um, $250, sorry, figure comes from. Um, yeah, because, you know, like every other free-to-play slash mobile game, they have premium currency that you have to put real money into and then exchange for skins. Um, I don't know, gut feeling to this, I, th I think it could be much worse which I'm glad at in the day and age of just shitty marketing tactics, but it's still not ideal if it's above. Like, 250 seems like a lot for what would otherwise be buying, 
Like I, I equate this to Smash Bros. Ultimate, right? Which you pay a hundred, even a hundred up front, and then you get everything. Yeah. Um, the thing that like upsets me the most about it is the um the difference in how many things are earnable in game versus how many are um are premium currency only. So the one that matters the most to me is character skins, and so far there's 17 in total in the game that can be earned, uh, well, unlocks, and 13 of those are um, only through buying them. So that means you can mm. only get four skins at the moment across the entire game through gameplay. God, don't you just hate it when you just have so many four skins lying around? Nothing but four skin if you're asking me, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, really should do something about that. Um, yeah, I, I plan on uh, booting up Multiverses again uh, this weekend. I really hope they fix the crippling lag that I got last time. Uh, it didn't stop me winning as majors. Oh, people having access to the open beta means that I'm actually getting worse connections now because it means it's it's less selective of who gets into the game. <laughs> that is so much worse for me. It's not open, but... Open yeah, but week. you can also buy access to it and people... People with bad connections are just oh, buying true, the game to get true. in early. And yeah, I've, I've already ran into multiple bad connections while the alpha was mostly a good experience for me. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I had a couple of games when I got home from work today. It wasn't too bad. I had no lag issues, but I only played like six or seven games. <laughs> I only played like three really days. Really fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. I, um, Look, it's, it's free, right? For now. I I know that Josh is a big fan. Uh, he, he's waiting excitedly for it to come out. Probably playing it now, the bastard. Um, but yeah, we'll have to we'll have to wait wait and see. Uh, moving on from that though, uh, some bittersweet news. I say bittersweet because the skate series is near and dear to my heart. And so on one hand, I am so excited that they are bringing it back and and continuing with the franchise, but. They are making it so clear that this is not going to be Skate 4 and they have no intentions of doing a Skate 5 to 10 because they want Skate, which again is like Saints Row and God of War and everything else because we have Skate 1 and this is Skate 2022 or 2020. Actually, I don't think there's a release date. Skate when it comes out because they want it to take as long as it needs to in development, which I guess is fine. I, I don't think but you should even label it as Skate Year. I think you should label it as Skate the Live Service. <laughs> yeah, but the fact that they're targeting it as a live service. So for for me, th this is like what we what we um it was a few weeks ago now. We touched on the thing that reminded me a lot of uh not Valorant. Um uh No, Overwatch. It, it's in that same vein. The the one that died. Uh Battle um Battleborn? No. Battleborn. No, I know why you'd think Battleborn, but no. <laughs> Funnily enough, that wasn't what I was thinking of. The 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 third game. Um Pun punishing Punishes three. No, shoot. What was it? Uh, the the one in the city. They like cops in the game. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, yeah, Lawbreakers. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lawbreakers. Ah, when, Lawbreakers. The Cliffy yeah, B where, game. <laughs> where we covered. Wait, is it Lawbreakers or Warbreakers? Law. Nah, Lawbreakers. Lawbreakers. Because it was yeah, it was okay, cops cool, and yeah, robbers. Yep. You cops and robbers. Yeah, yep. okay. I'm vague. Thank you for that, surf. Well played. Uh, we covered that thing, uh, the the new IP, but it's in a similar kind of vein of the little teams of three, p partially PVE, partially PVP. And I said there were a whole bunch of red flags on this that makes me think it's not going to be that great when it comes out. Just the red flag, just based on the red flags. Oh, oh you mean that game? That game? Yeah, that game. I don't um, remember. That the name was of hyenas. It. 
sure, why not? <laughs> but the the point is, I'm seeing some of the same red flags in Skate 2020X as as that game, where I don't know about you guys, but when I say when I see an article talking about uh, we're content, like we want we want to uh, we want to do cross play and cross progression on mobile, I am so nervous. Man, I thought we were past second screen experiences. Oh, I just like yeah, I, it doesn't. It, it's it's gonna be shit. The we <laughs> making defense for it. The thing that I hate the most is that every developer, publisher, what have you, looks at the mobile game market or the mobile game industry in general and goes, "Yeah, it's a stealing, it's a steaming pile of garbage." But what if we made our game also in that steaming pile of garbage? So I just, I just wish we'd stop trying. Patrick, <laughs> to me, it's a lost market. Patrick. Um, I've, I found a title in this article. We're not going to call it skates by year. It's, they, they're telling us to call it skate period. Because, okay. because, skate period. because they put the little full stop at the end of the word skates. And so I'm pretty sure that was the same as the first one. Maybe not. No, I think the uh, first one was just skates. <laughs> not skate period. Yeah. Not, not skate, not skate legends colon Arceus. <laughs> Skating. Skating. That's that's the sequel, Steve. Come on, keep up. Um, oh God, so you're I, right. There was a little period at the end of the original skates, but I it, knew it, it wasn't in the. It wasn't in the in the um. Uh oh no no it was in the franchise name. Okay, never mind. Mm, mm, but EA mm-hmm, is saying mm-hmm. to call this one skate period. Yeah. So I I was a I, I played a lot of skate one, and then I played even more. Like I played a shit ton of skate three. Skate three was. Definitely top five favorite games on PS3. I loved that game. And so this is why I'm super bittersweet about this. Because on one hand, I really want this game to be successful. Just because if they do it right, I will be so into this game. (laughs) But the problem is, it's EA. It's live service targeting. And they want to do it right by mobile as well. That is such a combination of red flags. I, I'm uh, just... So what do you reckon? Are you, still pre- are you still pre-ordering it, Pat? Is that what you're trying to tell us? You don't need to pre-order <laughs> no, it. It's going to be free to play. Yeah, and, and all of the DLC will only cost $20,000. God, I, I'm okay. so sick of the uh, franchises going this route. Like, loved franchises Remember, going this if you route. Download it, you're part of, if, you, if you download it, you're part of the problem. They see it as a, uh, a win. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, well... There's there's a bunch of different things at play here, right? One, I guess we've given up on the idea that a game that comes out in a particular order from a franchise should be titled as such. F- fuck you. What do you mean uh, God of War can't I, be called God of War? Ah, uh, here we go. Halo Infinite. That's what we're saying, fellas. Uh, Halo 2021. I, I, I have you have... noticed that any game with the subtitle Infinite is a bad game? <laughs> Hmm. I don't know. Nintendo's Infinite was pretty sick. Uh, Nintendo's no, just... Forever is that? When's Nintendo's becoming a live service game? Let's ask the real question. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Honestly, uh, no. Nintendo's just... Go. Give the people what they want. <laughs> Catching bugs on their phone. Yeah, no, no, no. Steve, Steve. What if I told you you could play that game right now? Just go outside. All you have to do: pull out your phone. <laughs> if you find a dog, it's yours, bro. Just take it. <laughs> 
You don't even need okay, Pokeballs, buddy. bro. Just but take the dog. <laughs> but then what do I do when I put my phone down? <laughs> well, you have to, you have fine, to, you have to feed point. the dog, and the dog will give you rare candies, right? And then you can level up the dog and use it to battle other... Oh, okay, I don't like the smell. No, I, I feel like this is somehow going back no, to that, uh, that one uh, car video we were watching, and it was just like, every time we saw something nice happen, we are like, good ending, they took that home. <laughs> that was an Australia dash cams video. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that one. I'll, I'll I'll just get like a golden retriever so they're always bringing me uh, Oh, gold. so so in other words it's much like Zigzagoon with the pickup ability. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But yeah, anyway, back back to skate. I I just I don't know. I'm I've, <laughs> I'm ready to love again, but I've been scorned so many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah understandable I'd... and the and the problem is seeing all of like I, I i looked through a bunch of what they've released for this game so far parts of it do look interesting but part of it also just makes me really miss skate 3 and just a port of skate 3 and how much more enjoyable i know that that would be compared to reinventing the wheel which it seems like every franchise is trying to do because ip is hard look at babylon's fall um uh, t- uh, tangential, when you skate for tangential point. When you fall though, off your skateboard, you like you graze your knees. That's probably the analogy that I use or something. True, true. You you do you do do that. Um, skate three, Doo-doo. skate three was also the best in that. Skate three, was, uh, skate one was designed to be like a skating simulator. Skate two was trying to do like the whole punky, edgy, running from security type thing. People say that skate two had the best story of the franchise, and it's annoying because I never played skate two because uh, I went from one to three. But uh, Skate 3, it was, it was the kind of epitome of just skating with, with people. Like, you could just um, uh, just drop in objects. And it was so meta that they actually referenced the, the ability for characters in the game to do that. It was, I, I, I loved it. It was like, it was almost kind of Saints Row level uh, self-aware in parts. But um, uh, unrelated to this, though. But uh, is it, I think it's Oli Oli. It's a, it's a very stylized skateboarding game, but it came out either earlier this year or partway through last year. It's on my list to play. I haven't picked it up yet, but that seeing something like Skate almost makes me want to move to something like Oli Oli more as a more stylized. It's not trying to do what's already come before. Um, uh, I've heard that it's very well reviewed. Uh, Oli Oli, I mean. Uh, and Yeah, I've heard it's very good. And, and it has it was a also on the Vita. up front. Oli Oli. No, that's that's Oli Oli. Oli Oli World is like its sequel. Ah, uh, okay. Oli Oli World. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, um, that, that's that's my that's my understanding of it. Yeah, you, you might. I, right. I, I don't know. I, I probably should have figured this out before we talked about Skate. But the 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 thing is, but we were too busy watching and- Skate gameplay to get hyped <laughs> over Skate. True, but but the, the the problem I see with Skate is that Skate's going to do the same. It's going to run the same fucking tired business model of. We'll make it free to play. We'll make it so that if you want to enjoy the game, you have to drop five hundred dollars. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna last until uh, for as long as the community's in there. Uh, we're gonna put a bunch of features in there. There's gonna be microtransactions which are confirmed. They say that they're not gonna be pay to win or that there's gonna be anything behind paywalls. It's just gonna be cosmetic stuff. But it's okay. Sure, we'll see. But uh, then I look at something like Oli Oli World. Uh, 50 to 100, I don't know how much it costs, but like, you know, a, a, a game that you pay up front, very well reviewed, it's out, it's very stylized, it differentiates itself. I know which of those two I would rather go to, and it's Oli Oli World, but I'm, I'm finished talking about this, I don't really have much more to say. I, I, I don't even I, know I how do you well. do a live <laughs> service game for Skate, honestly. Like, what is there to live service about the game? Oh, 
that reminds me the seasonal drop idea fucking hate because that means that they are going to put in things like daily login rewards and things to make you come back to play it regularly if a game is fun i will want to play it regularly i don't want to feel forced to play it regularly yeah you don't want a game to be homework where you go in every day for it exactly specifically to make sure that you don't miss out on something in case that something is worth doing so yeah i'm there's there's so many red flags there are so many red flags uh anyway i'm i'm done anyone else want to say anything about skate otherwise we move on we can move on uh i've never played a skate game it's really good if you have if you have a playstation 3 kicking around um skate 3 fantastic. i think not i wonder Actually, if they're on back compat fantastic I have no idea, but... Uh, they would be for the Xbox. Yeah, that's, I, that's what I mean, the Xbox back combat. Yeah. I'm uh, not going to play them, I'll be honest with I, you, Big I didn't realize that... I thought Skate 1, at least, was a PlayStation exclusive. I might have been wrong with that. I don't know. It's been years. It's been so many years. But I... Um, in terms of things that I really want to play again, Pacific Rift is... Pacific Rim, sorry, is, is the top of that list from PlayStation 3, but Skate 3 is, is maybe slot two or three on that list so skate two was added to xbox backwards compatibility last year and at the same time ea announced it was turning off the service for the game <laughs> oh my god that's the most ea <laughs> combo headline i've ever heard um yeah anyway if, if you have access to skate do it like play it it's it's amazing uh moving on though we have uh we uh sorry, the, the next article is that we have confirmation that Sony has finished its acquisition of Bungie. Uh, the thing which we, I mean, I don't think anyone was surprised by this. I don't think there would have been anything stopping this. Unlike, I think if anything was going to be stopped, it would have been the Blizzard-Microsoft merger. But, yeah, that's the uh, big one that's in contention at the moment. Yeah, but I think yeah. Sony, Sony picking up Bungie, I think was fairly, like, I don't think anyone expected there to be any issues with this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what what's Bungie done lately except just release Dance Destiny? Yeah. Like it's, uh, mm. But uh, yeah, yeah I, good good on. Yeah, I, I, I don't to have the to this. Yeah. Uh, after after absorbing uh, Bungie, uh, Sony's already looking at their next target, which is Repeat.gg, which is an esports website. I've never heard of this, but at the same time, I don't really watch esports or interact with esports. Yeah, um, it seems um, like Repeat it does a lot of like um, community stuff, like um, tournament organization and leaderboards and stuff. And PlayStation's trying to get into like the esports stuff, uh, so they need a platform to do that. So, what better way than to acquire someone that's already done all the hard work? Good point. Uh. I, yeah, I guess this I guess could also play into their new idea. Uh, well, not new idea, but the new thing coming to PlayStation, which is their rewards program. This would help. Oh, yeah, the, the loyalty thing. Yeah, this, this because uh, Repeat does it, uh, tracking player performance. So if they integrated that into PSN, that could be a way to, like, dish out, uh, yeah, dish out points. Cool. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Mm. Um, maybe they just probably want to... The future or slice is of the pie right. to broadcast things or something. I don't really know. Anyway, doesn't. Yeah, I, I I sleep. So anyway, moving from one digital extreme to another. Hey yo. 
thank you. Thank you. I, I, yeah. That was very good. It, it, it came to me and I was like, this is the one. This, this is the, anyway, so the article. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Digital Extreme, uh, studio behind Warframe. Uh, actually, have you guys played Warframe? I haven't. It's something I've been Negative. very interested right. in for a long time, but I just never got around to it. It seems like it's, once you start digging into it, there's so much to dig into. You're just stuck forever. I, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I've heard very good things, but it's, uh, I would consider it a game very that, busy that has a massive barrier to entry because that too. Is, yeah. That there's a, there's very little in the way of formalized tutorials. Like I think the tutorial system is better now. I haven't played it in probably two years. I think, um, I last played, uh, not planes of Eidolon, but it was the, 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 so, um, Warframe typically is a linear or branching linear gameplay level type game. And there are a few things with like some open areas or like capture the flag wheel or not capture the flag, like like zone defense where you're, you're running around a more open area. But they, uh, on a large update a couple of years ago, introduced Planes of Eidolon, which was the first open world area. And so I played a ton of Planes of Eidolon and I played uh, one patch past that, which was another open, a large open area on Venus. Uh, and I forget what the name of that patch was, and I haven't played it since. Uh, but uh, I've always had like a come back to it and play for a bit type um, relationship with Warframe. Uh, two years, I think, might actually be one of the longest periods that I haven't played it, which is weird to say. But oh shit! Um, but it's 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 got a huge barrier to entry. But the barrier to entry is completely fixed if you play with anyone who has played more than about five hours. So the huge barrier to entry is that if you try and figure this out for yourself, you will just be like, you have, you need an encyclopedia of all the different mechanics and how things work and everything else. But having someone just explain, okay, you're going to get thrown like into just a, a maelstrom of fucking numbers and mechanics and things. This is what you actually need to focus on for the first couple hours. Or this is the, the this is what the core of the gameplay loop is. Warframe is really fun. It's really fun, especially with um with friends, because I I'm always a big fan. It's it's the similar hook to me as Borderlands of everyone having complementary classes and working together to to beat like a particular objective. And Warframe is way too good at making classes feel distinct enough that you really want to kind of max out different classes and playstyles and weapons and other bits and pieces. And um doing the super late game uh, like the, the the kind of post game stuff was uh fun for the, for that reason because I because I had people to play with but uh n none of the group that I played with have been back to Warframe since but I know that if there was ever a moment where a bunch of us were like yeah you know let's give Warframe another crack I'm in I'm straight back in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. So how long do like the games usually take though? Are they like twenty to fifty minutes? Like what are we what are we what are we talking about here? It depends on what you. It depends on what you're after. So the the whole thing, like, oh, okay. Warframe of is course. a Warframe is a constant grind. The whole thing is it's it's just it's it's a it's a grind with a lot of really fun fluff over top, but the core of it is just grind, and uh the whole thing is, uh for for me at least it's, um playing, finding something that you want to do and just working to that objective and, uh there is some stuff that can take a while. Like, I think some of the planes of Eidolon stuff took kind of 40, 45 type minutes. 
but there's other stuff that is just super quick and particularly once you start understanding why you're playing through a particular level or what you're trying to get out of a particular level then it doesn't matter about the objective it's just grab the stuff that you're after and then just and then and then dip so it it's it, it wildly varies but um like zone defense slash time-based ones will take longer than kill a certain number of enemies or get to a particular point or um uh infiltrate uh uh I don't remember the name of it. It's like in infiltrate safes or like steal secrets from particular safes and stuff. But the the play styles of the different uh, frames is is super cool. And the the story, it's a weird thing to say about a live service game because that's what Warframe is, right? But uh, the story is I really like the story, and they give story update. Well, they did story updates semi frequently back when I played, and I I was super into the story and the universe that they built. So, um. I realize we haven't talked at all about what the article's actually about. Yeah. And that a large chunk. Yeah, we, we uh, kind of uh, drifted off topic a little bit. I, I think it's worthwhile, though, because I, I, think, I think those, like, I think very highly of the business model of Warframe, how they approach their community, uh, all those bits and pieces. And so when the uh, article is talking about a lot of Warframe resources, moving to a new IP announced called Soulframe, which is a fantasy MMORPG, I am excited. I'm excited off the bat because I know how much care and faith and goodwill that they have built up in the community. Like, they, they have their own convention every year. They, they have, they have Tenacon, and that's just for a live service game like Warframe. Like, Digital Extremes, I don't know how big it is now, but for a while, is, is not a big studio. It's um, it run out of uh, uh, Canada. I think it's actually run out of where my grandparents used to live, which is is not Ooh. a. It's, it's not. Do your grandparents big. run this studio? I hope so. Yeah, my my uncle works at Digital Extremes. You want me to get you some platinum? Yeah, please. I I heard it's expensive. <laughs> I don't know what any of that. I I don't know what any of that those words mean. But yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> um, but yeah. So so they they've announced that they, they want to start working on Soulframe. And so to do that, they've shifted a bunch of resources into Soulframe, and they've also uh, uh, promoted a lot of voices within the Warframe team to now kind of lead the, the creative direction of Warframe. So uh, I'm excited for both. This, this almost makes me want to at least update Warframe, even if I don't jump back in to play it. But if, if you guys are wanting to give it a go, I would... I would happily show you the ropes for, for uh, a weekend or a couple of days because it's, it's the sort of game that really is... Uh, I can't think of much like it in terms of what I've played and how crisp the gameplay loop is uh, in a nutshell. Uh, I probably won't get into it, but thank you for the offer. What, you don't have a couple hundred hours to spare? What's wrong with you? Oh, no, I do. I uh, just don't want to. Play, be playing War. Do you think it's weird that it's called Warframe and the the new one's called Soulframe? Do you think it's like a sequel? How does it work like that? Uh, so that's gonna fight sound fine on Steven's audio, but we got none of that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm glad. I'm glad you're in the same oh. boat, Seth, because I was Ooh. not sure who that was, uh, <laughs> whose side that was on. <laughs> yeah, no, Steve just ooga, cut ooga, out ooga. every like syllable. No, that's yeah. actually how I talk. No, what I was yeah. saying was, don't you find <laughs> you, you, you're it doing weird good, how it's buddy? called? Oh, I'm still doing it. Oh, shit. No, I, I hear you properly this time. 
Man, I love technology. Well, what? I, look, it doesn't matter. Just move on. Move to the next one. It's a dumb fucking joke. <laughs> we we are burying that joke. Actually, it says that you've played previously, Seth. Warframe. Yeah. I don't think I have. You've played for one minute. <laughs> I'll get fucked. <laughs> Refund the game, man. <laughs> hey, I'm. I'm just the messenger, bro. Steam knows what's up, all right? Steam's working out. I've never launched that game. I never... I, I've probably added it to my library, but I've never uh, downloaded it because I recall seeing it was a pretty big download. Hmm. I, uh... No, it's only 31 gigs at the moment, so it's not that bad. Yeah, it does say <laughs> I've only played for one minute. What the fuck? March 6, 2016. Oh, that's crazy. Mm. What were you doing in 2016, big fella? Playing Fucking Warframe nothing. Yeah, I was a neat. Warframe, it looks like. Oh, man. Oh, God. I wish I could go back to neat days. Oh. I don't. They were the Hang worst. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe when you're on that. When you've been at wages in like 12 years, like this grinds on you. Anyway, I sorry, have, Pat. You were saying? Uh, 400, 411 hours, uh, according to Steam. Uh, not too bad. Plus a few hours more on Switch because they uh, they they brought it to Switch a few years ago. What's the Switch version like? And it runs surprisingly. Uh, I I actually quite enjoyed playing it on Switch. It was surprisingly well optimized. <laughs> That's good. The more you know. Anyway, yeah. Neat. What do I say about Soulframe? I'm I'm super excited. I I yeah. I'm probably streams is. Right. I'm probably more interested in Soulframe than I am Warframe, just on a like um, a visual level because I'm more interested in fantasy settings than I am sci-fi ones. So you're saying you might play it for more than one minute? Yeah, I might launch it for two. <laughs> <laughs> Double the time. Double the time. Really? Wow. So that's a. That's I, a I liked it that much more. <laughs> I just find it so funny that you could even intentionally launch a game for a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's the like, thing. I'm, I'm, Why would I launch a game a, a for minute, a minute? A minute would take you to the login screen. You must have got to the login screen and been like, nah, I'm out, dog. <laughs> no, I, I swear, <laughs> I've Too never long. opened this game. I don't know why, why it says I've played it for a minute. <laughs> it was a Russian hacker or something. Oh, or well. your, NSA, your NSA hacker. Um. Mm. Oh, well, moving on. Your NSA hacker, bro? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway, next thing on the list to talk about, uh, sad news, Wii U and 3DS Nintendo eShops finally coming to an end. I actually thought this was happening this year. That's why I, I hurried the fuck up and finally shifted all my Pokemon off of, uh, uh, Alpha Sapphire. And I don't, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I will shamelessly admit I almost cried. <laughs> uh, they're not, they weren't shutting down this year. They were, um... I think it's next month you can't um add money onto the wallets anymore. Mm, yeah, yeah there's like card support. support. Yeah, yeah. Gift cards. I, I thought I thought all of that was taking place I thought all of that was taking place early this year. So I over the course of like a couple days, I, I think I read something somewhere that talked about it ending and maybe the date was wrong, but I panicked and thought, oh no, this is ending soon. And so I uh bought or renewed my my Pokemon Home, Pokebank. whatever the 3DS one is. Pokebank, yeah. I renewed my Pokebank subscription for the crazy high price of like fifteen bucks a year or whatever the hell it was. Um, which 
actually fairly reasonable given other subscription costs. Anyway, um, did that, shipped all my stuff off of Alpha Sapphire, and then got really sad because that that's the end of an era. Like, I, I you know, I, I've played Sun and Moon, and I've played uh, Sword and Shield, and I didn't shift everything off of Omega, uh, off of Alpha Sapphire, because that was my living decks, and Alpha Sapphire is my favorite Pokemon game, just ever. So, end of an era, and almost, yeah, almost, almost had a, almost had a little tear, little tear in my eye when I, when I did that, but, uh, shifted everything off. I kind of want to try, like, a Nuzlocke or a Solink or something. I want, I want to go back, but I need to have a reason to, but, yeah, sad news to hear that it's ending, but at the same time, expected. <laughs> What's a Solink? What the fuck's that? I've never heard of that. Soul Link, it's a two-player Nuzlocke. Oh, oh okay. okay. That'd be yeah. interesting. So, so the, the whole thing is that uh, it's the, the Soul Link is, uh, well, I'm sure people have different rules, but the rule set that I'm familiar with is that uh, because you have different encounters, like, uh, let's say you go to Route 102, right? I might encounter something different from Seth, but that encounter, whatever that encounter is, is linked. So... If it dies, if we're doing a soul link, let's say Seth and I are doing soul link, if the encounter that I got in Route 102 uh, I catch and then use or whatever and then dies, that Seth has to then kill, release, whatever, you know, whatever rules you're playing, uh, uh, the encounter that he got on Route 102. And so that's the soul oh, that's, aspect of it. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. And so there's a, there's a good one of... Um, uh, Alpharad and Jaden, I think, going through one of the Gen 2 games as a Soul Link, uh, and uh, that side. I don't know if it affects catching. I don't know if both need to catch it for it to count, but in terms of the whether, when a Pokemon faints, that, that's the Soul Link kicking in. But yeah, I've, I've been wanting a reason to, to start Alpha Sapphire or Omega Ruby because I have both. I'd, I'd <laughs> imagine I, I love you'd prioritize things that are linked over things that aren't I, I assume so. I assume so. But yeah, I I am looking for a reason to do that at some point because I'm so busy with everything else. But uh, I I want a reason to play the Gen Three Remix again because I just love them so much. So uh, yeah, something like that might be on the cards at some point later on. Uh, whether that's you know with one of you, then cool. But don't know how we ended up talking about Pokemon instead of the eShop closing. But here we are, just off topic wildly again, as we do. Have we ever been off topic in our entire lives? <laughs> Never. So Final Fantasy fourteen, right? <laughs> oh, what yeah. a game. Oh, what a game. That is remember what I said about uh, remember what I said about uh, um uh, Warframe being like if once you start digging in you'll never reach the bottom. Sorry, man, Final Fantasy fourteen I, also I'm has that problem. Right now. You put me to sleep, man. Can you knock it off? I, I am still <laughs> not done with content in that game. Ah, <laughs> oh, here we go. If someone visits Nintendo eShop and wants to download something on the Wii U or 3DS family of systems after March 27, 2023, will they be able to? Uh, on both platforms, they can re-download content they own or download existing software updates. However, they will not be able to purchase any content. And on the 3DS, this includes uh, things like Street Pass, Mii Plaza, uh, Pokemon Bank, Nintendo Badge Arcade. So Yeah, like, free games actually... and demos will not be available anymore. Yeah, so... It's actually cutting the cutting the know, store. Like, yeah, like like po- Pokebank or um at every point in Pokemon's history until the Switch, you could always move things up. 
now we have a hard deadline to move everything that isn't Gen so seven, Gen eight. That the isn't thing Gen with Pokebank oh. at the moment is that um, if you don't have it downloaded, then yeah, you're stuck. But if you do have it downloaded, that's still going to be supported for a little bit, so you can move things from Pokemon Home. And they've even gone on. I think they've gone on record to say that um. If you don't have a subscription, it's fine. You'll still be able to move things once the um the Nintendo Shop services are going down because um you can't put money onto those at uh, the Pokemon Bank store anymore. So they're just going to go throw their hands up and go, okay, do it for free, but you have to pay the Pokemon Home sub. Hmm. But I got my uh shiny uh Gallade with all of its. Badges and and uh, maxed ribbons. out like medals and yeah yeah ribbons thank you yeah yeah with with all of its ribbons and uh, all of that uh, shifted. Oh man, I love that on, I love that story about now. the slowpoke that went through every generation to get every ribbon. Yeah, that's so cool. I I bred the Gallade in um, uh, Gen six, so couldn't couldn't backport it that far. But yeah, no, I, I know a few people that have sort of grown up with a particular Pokemon from usually about Gen 3 onwards that they've just kept and, you know, continue to use. It's it's got it's got shit stats. It's not competitively viable, honestly, but uh, you know, sentimental value. So that's that's cool. Uh any final thoughts from either of you two? Eh, I'm not fast. Like it, it seems like every fucking second Wii U games come onto the Switch. Uh, which is pretty funny. But yeah. Where's Star Fox? <laughs> Where's Xenoblade <laughs> X? You never All ever. All I need is, is, is an adapter for 3DS games to go into the Switch. Perfect. That'd be sick, actually. Yeah. Like, the cartridges are similar sizes. <laughs> they are not. It, oh, it's, it's just it's a, it's a cartridge as opposed to a disc, though. Like, it's similar. It's, 3DS is much fatter than a, than a Switch cartridge. It's the Plus. same stance I take on, like, when they were going to take down the PS3 and Vita stores in that I just kind of wish there was a way to keep the um the games that are only on like digital only games on those platforms to still be mm. alive and purchasable somehow. Yep. Plus, uh, controversial statement, but I think licking 3DS cartridges tastes way better than licking Switch cartridges. Yum yum yum! I eat mine with a knife and a fork. Why would you do that? Why not? You guys Why are animals. Yum yum yum! Oh, we went through this. That's right. You don't lick your. Th- Bloody switch cartridges, you weirdo. I still haven't. Still a weirdo, man. I love the idea that the 10,000 sub goal will be you licking a switch cartridge. Uh, may- maybe if we hit a certain Patreon goal or get a certain sponsorship from a certain donut company. Or, or release a certain spoiler cast. <laughs> That's the, what the, fast travel, the fast travel lounge uh, Krispy Kreme donut is just going to taste like a switch cartridge. Oh my God. That is the most fucking worst idea I've ever heard, Seth. The yellow card, big fella. Yellow fucking this is, card. This is why you stick to editing, and I, I, I come up with the ideas, all right? I thought Steve was the ideas guy. I'm the ideas man. I've got a lot of things but floating around. I give around. the ideas man the ideas. You're just the host. You, just, how, you direct my ideas. Is that how this worked? You'll be fine. Like, man, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard, Seth. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I had to do it just to upset you guys. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think Seth just made a Josh take. Oh, 100%. But it was also bait. 
Mm, yeah, funny. You say that, but I bet it wasn't. Anyway, move on. Yeah. Speaking of bait, uh, No More Heroes 3 coming out <laughs> uh, in October. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out in the second week of October for North America and Europe. Good. I'm very yeah. much looking forward to this. Me too. I, I need to replay the No More Hero games to get ready for it. I played number um, one. I've got number two sitting on my Switch. And then I'll... There's already No More Heroes. How many, how many less heroes can there be? Three. It says well, it in the title, man. Yeah, there's three. <laughs> you, know what, you know what, Steve? I take that back. You are the only <laughs> Um, well, it's important to- this, this is also the same month that uh, Bayonetta 3 is coming out, but I'm very glad that they're a few weeks away so I can play through No More Heroes 3 and then play Bayonetta 3. Mm. Well, it's important to note as well that No More Heroes 3 came- Nothing but 3 is for the 3 out of 10 well, no, no More Heroes 3 came out last year as well. This is just the, uh, the console and the PC port. The, the real release. Yeah. <laughs> the real release. <laughs> so you can play it. You, you're just upset that it, the-, the yeah, the Switch owners played the beta. That's what I'm saying. You're just upset that the people that play it after second week of October aren't aren't playing it on Switch. <laughs> yes. Uh, Anyone yeah, I, still I playing no... the Switch version after the console and PC release is playing it wrong. You didn't play <laughs> the game. <laughs> you didn't fucking play, even though I played it first. Oh. But yeah, cool. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, 27 of October was it? Sick. Let's go. Let's go. 11th October and 14th October for us. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we get it a fucking bit later, dogs. Why, why are they still doing this? Yeah, it's, we get it like three days it's later. Literally, oh, well. And even then, these are both one week after the Japanese release. What a weird spread. You don't get spreads like mm. this much anymore. What is it? Like a, bre- like a bread? Move on. I've run out of ideas. I'm... <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> he's out. Speaking, <laughs> pull him out. Pull him out. Speaking of treasure, <laughs> do we, do, I don't. Care. Okay, that was my segue. You 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 want to? Yeah, I'll say the title. Was that? Was that? Uh, well, speaking of treasure, um, Dragon Quest Treasures gets a bit of uh, well, a lot actually of new info. Are any of you fellas excited for this? That was I a am. shit segue, Steve. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't listen to him, Steve. Uh, Steve, I, I enjoyed your segue. Thank you. you tried very hard. <laughs> I will give you a gold Thank star. You. Thanks, Dad. It's all I've ever wanted. But anyway, <laughs> maybe the gold star is the treasure from Dragon Quest Treasures. What do we feel, fellas? It, yeah, they, we pre-ordering this, we buy on release? They go into a lot of detail detailing the story of the game, the characters, what the gameplay loop is supposed to be. Um, so just, just a quick summary on the story and the gameplay loop. Um, the story is that Eric and his sister Mia uh, live on a Viking ship. They want to go on um, in a, like a big adventure to explore the world and find grand treasures. And one night they encounter some otherworldly creatures that take them onto a legendary adventure. So that that that's just like kind of a simple setup for the story. Uh, the gameplay loop, though, where where is that? Um, you'll go to the world of Draconia, which is made up of numerous islands, and you're just on the hunt for treasures with uh, unique monster abilities. Like, every monster that you catch and team will have different ways to explore the islands and help you fight other monsters and catch other so monsters. Are you, are, are you questing for a particular dragon? Or no, you're like, questing for his work? treasure. 
No, no, the dragon is a friends you made Ooh, along the way. One. Dragging these friends <laughs> along the way, am I right? Got him. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> okay then, so it looks like we're done with that. That's it. <laughs> All the best Dragon Quest treasures. I hardly knew ye. Hmm. I'm I'm very excited for this game. Actually, I I enjoy the I enjoyed Dragon Quest Eleven a fair amount, and Eric was my uh, Eric was one of my favorite characters in that. So just getting more adventures for him and his sister, it should be a pretty good time. Cool. That's cool. I hope it hope it lives up to the hype. Uh, next up on the list, we have uh, Squeenix. And so we're, we're just ignoring that other thing oh, at no. this point. Yes, aren't we? I don't care for it. No one cares. <laughs> I care. Well, then you have to say it. Then find a good. <laughs> I care find a lot. Find a good segue. <laughs> Damn. Uh, oh, okay. I'm taking you, Patrick, for this. It. Pat, oh, Pat, I'm like in the middle of the ring, and I'm like crawling towards the corner. Yeah, <laughs> please, okay. please take, take, take me in. Take me in. Take me in. Re take, take my hand. Take my hand. There, there, there's a tag. Okay, okay, cool. I couldn't tell because of how weak you are. <laughs> um, so speaking of speaking of striking out of segways, uh, Mario Strikers, uh, getting getting its first free update. Uh, what tomorrow? Holy shit! No, today, <laughs> today for me. <laughs> um, I think it'll probably be going by the US date. So yeah, yeah probably no, tomorrow. Yeah, probably probably right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. We we always knew this was coming. They uh, they said that they were going to do a few a few title updates to add more content, and this is the first of it. Uh, we're getting um, Daisy, Shy Guy, uh, some Night Gear, and the Desert Ruin Stadium. So, uh, I this is Daisy should have been in at launch. Yeah, <laughs> she she okay. is such oh. a stable character for these games. Why? And they they just knew they would get a pop off when they do add her into the game, and so they did. <laughs> People popped off for Daisy. This is this is uh, an inch like this is a weird take for me just because I, I I watch a fair bit of YouTube I try to keep on top of a few mostly sort of gaming focused content creators I haven't seen anyone make a Mario Strikers video after the first Whoa. week yeah I haven't heard it's, anyone talk about it since like the first day it seems like it has fizzled like crazy just out of existence so I, I what I'm picking is that. A lot of those same creators will create an, another video now that Daisy and Shy Guy and stuff are out, and then it will fizzle again. <laughs> yep, but, but the last time we talked yeah, about Mario I Strikers, I believe I said I would buy the game once Daisy was added. <laughs> so it's now true. I got to do true. that. And now you can buy it and not play it like Josh and I. Like and literally everyone else that bought Mario yeah, Strikers. I'm not surprised it didn't seem like a game though. I was like, okay, that was fun. See you later. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing, right? Like, I, I, I genuinely enjoyed it for a couple hours. Like, it was, it was fun. But there's no content pay, in there. Would I pay $80 for a couple hours of content? N not in hindsight. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut up, it's, Steve. It's the same problem that <laughs> I, I every know. recent um, Mario sports game has had. It's like, we added an online mode. Is there anything else to do? No, but you can play online. Well, that, that's the thing, is that the... It's it's annoying for me because I I don't know how hard it is to implement some of this stuff, right? Like I I 
I have no idea how Nintendo works, what sort of things they're working towards, whatever. I see something like Mario Strikers, and I think it has so much potential for dumb offline fun in the same way that even Mario Kart, right? Even a game where you just drive around in circles with items has Balloon Battle or some other game mode. I was just expecting that Mario Strikers would have something that would change up the formula of how the game is played. But every game is um, uh, four on four? Yeah, four on four. Yeah. Every game is four on four with items in similar arenas. There's no, like, oh, you could have done so much. Like, environments, change the number of people on each team. Uh, like, make the, make the stadium choices actually mean something, because I just expected them to and nothing fucking <laughs> Oh, speaking um, of the stadium yeah, choices, um, I do think it's neat that they're doing this desert stadium for uh, Daisy and Shy Guy. Like just and that's fine, but yeah. like it's it's it's. it's I, I know what you mean. I just I just wanted yeah. to quickly point that out. Like since yeah, since sure. Daisy's the the desert princess, it's neat that they're doing that. Hmm. But it, like it's barely even a a desert. Uh, it's like, just it's a skin. Even, that's what I'm saying. Like it's barely even cosmetic. Like it, it changes so little. Like yeah. Like, honestly, honestly, the the biggest thing it changes is how hard it is to see the people running around on it, which is not a great place to be when the game makes a point of saying, hey, which of these stadiums do you want to play in? So I just, I wish there was some way to shift up the formula, but it's so... Stagnant? It feels like a, it feels like a demo. It feels like I paid 80 bucks for a demo. And the demo was fun. The demo was fun. But I want the full game. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like there's been the general feeling for the Mario sports games since Mario Kart 8 Deluxe came out. Like, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was such a good deal, and then ever since, like... Mario Tennis is a demo until like a year after it came out and then Mario mm. Golf is also a demo until a year after yeah. it came out. Yeah. I'm still not getting this game. I never actually finished a golf game. Like I got like <laughs> a qu three quarters of the way through that story and then I just dropped it. And then you just realized, why am I playing golf? <laughs> I like golf games. Do you like like real life golf? Oh, okay. All right. I've never played. Well, it's just like Mario. Like, mushrooms and all, it's exactly the same. <laughs> I like Mario because I can jump in it. <laughs> never <laughs> jumped in real life. <laughs> what, what if I said you could jump a golf cart over something? You've got it's me in <laughs> And we've come full circle. Uh, anyway, uh, speaking of full circles... <laughs> Good Going back to the other article that I cut us off on. <laughs> Good segue, but unironically, that that that's that's where the segue was going. Um, Screenix doing Screenix things decides, hey, you know what people really love us to openly invest millions of dollars in Bitcoin. God, this is so stupid. They're, it's, like they're, they're at the dip. They're fine. <laughs> It'll only make them money from now. It, yeah, it can't I, get lower, I, can it? <laughs> I don't even really have a lot to contribute to this article. I'm Screenix just disappointed. A bunch of money on a on a Bitcoin gaming startup. That is basically all the information that I care about. That's a part of this article, and that's all the information that I think. You wait, fellas. When you wait, yeah. when they start making a shit ton of money, we live in the dream. Well, Square Enix, we live in the dream, and we can finally get I, when when they when they use their Bitcoin money to fund Babylon. We'll finally content. be getting the real Final Fantasy 15. Ba Babylon's rise. Babylon's 15. 15. I don't know. 
Just saying words now. I'm, I'm going to bounce off this for a second and also say um, that recently Square Enix showed off some new uh, play arts figures that, uh, that they're going to be releasing. And they've also got NFTs tied to those. Like, instead of giving you, like, a certificate of authentic- authenticity, you um, get a code to input an NFT that will be your digital certificate. And if you pay extra money, you get a, uh, an NFT of the figure as well. I'm going to break into someone's house, steal their figurine or whatever they've got, and then right-click save and then put their NFT on a USB sticker, a USB stick, and then I've got them. I've got them twice. Tell me each shit. The the funniest part to me is that there's also a disclaimer saying that if the the website that is hosting the NFTs goes down, then uh, you're not owed anything. It's just gone forever. So you could pay an extra $50 for that NFT um, figure and it could be gone. And it's so just $50 to pay, to pay for nothing. As, as funny as that, as that side of it is, the thing that I'm struggling with, right? I assume they want to sell more than one figurine. Yeah? Yeah. I think that's the point, right? So the whole point of an NFT is that it's your ownership of this thing. So they can't just all have the same identical NFT. So what the hell are they actually buying? Because if they're all getting the same, if they're all getting the same figure, you know what I mean? If they're yeah, all getting the yeah. same figure, they can't all have the same NFT of the figure because that defeats the entire point of the it's, NFT. It's just the same. It's just the same model printed multiple times into the blockchain. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. Dumb. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but. Look, look, I assume there's a bunch of people with hexagon Twitter profiles that'll be like, oh my god, fucking finally. <laughs> but, yeah. It's not for me, and it should be for no yeah, one. it's a, definitely a Ponzi stream, especially with uh, the current trends of what's going on with, like, OpenSea is laying off all of its fucking staff members. Um, Bored apes are worth fucking nothing anymore. Oh, are they? I know, oh, that's I know. A, that's, hey, let me bring up the world's smallest violin. Um, it's the size of <laughs> how much it cost. Let me let me let me pull up the NFT of yeah. the world's smallest violin. Oh well, it is like that. It's worth even less than the violin. Violins uh, are worth quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> that's a NFT bad stuff. analogy. Mm. All right then. Speaking of bad analogies, <laughs> you're all. No, even I can't make that one work. Finally, on, the, on, the, uh, on good news, news to end up with. Uh, Sure. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Uh, good news. Hey, who among us has an Xbox? But... Me. Xbox, we're winning. Oh, sorry. No, I thought that a, was a trick question. You, you know what? I shouldn't have put this last on the docker. We can't have Steven no, having a win. This is, but let me, let me no, dig through Twitter for you're some not bad news. We're not, we're not getting news from Twitter. Like, it's not going to be some literal who screen cap. Bad, bad news, everyone. Bitcoin <laughs> went up. No, it was, no so essentially... Uh, Xbox consoles are getting Discord voice chat. Um, it's being rolled out to insiders now, and they say, it... "Which I'm assuming are you is an why Xbox I'm insider?" Like, yeah, well, is is that why you're underwater right now? <laughs> I actually, like, like uh, I tried to download it or? today, um, and it, the Discord store wasn't there. So, sorry, the Discord app like wasn't downloadable, so I they probably took it away. <laughs> the Discord machine was broken, so. Yeah. 
I just got my big <laughs> back and I had it. He went the way of the Sunday machine. Um, <laughs> yeah, so th- this is good. Um, to be honest, I absolutely hate when I'm playing Xbox with friends and they want to play on Discord, so I have to either get out my laptop or get out my phone, <laughs> have that next to me, then play the Xbox, and then have the fucking laptop or phone while I'm talking with friends on Discord. I fucking hate it. Um, so we're winning, boys. You'll be hearing a lot more of me in the Discord chat. Uh, cool. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Uh, Gen- generally, generally, I think this is a really cool thing. Um, I, PlayStation already has this, right? No, 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 they don't. They, so, Neither does Nintendo. Well, everyone knows Nintendo. Ex- fucking, you might as well use Discord with Nintendo because it's better than the bloody <laughs> switch, the the online Switch app bullshit thing that you use your phone for. I think it was two years ago that um, Xbox and Discord partnered up to like do su- some integrations. Maybe it was three years okay, ago, and it only took two years. Yeah, so I, I think but, that was like uh, when you would. But basically, what that did was just link your Xbox Live account to Discord so that people could see what you were playing on Xbox. Yeah. And then, the world's largest software development yeah, company. And then, it's like, oh, you know what? Two years. Hey, let's just hook fucking Discord voice chat in. Yeah, and then um, PlayStation basically did the same thing as that last year, but uh, Sony also um, invested stock into Discord. So I expect, like, whatever's... Like, this uh, voice chat thing will come to uh, PlayStation a lot quicker than the last integration time gap was. But yeah, Mm. it just seems like whatever was coming to consoles is being put onto Xbox first at the moment, and then will come to PlayStation later on. So... I wouldn't be surprised to see an article saying, hey, PlayStation also gets Discord voice chat in like six months or a year. But you know, but, but you know what I would be surprised? Switch gets yeah, Discord voice chat. never ever. Literally. Uh, Nintendo will get that in like 10 years when they catch up to Discord. No, I reckon you'll, you'll probably get more of a chance of a first party Nintendo game going on sale. No, 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 no. N- Nintendo will catch up in five years when Discord buys out Nintendo. <laughs> Maybe Nintendo buys out Discord. That'd be funny. Nintendo's too rich to be bought out. <laughs> like, it would, like, it would be funny though. While Reggie was still in in the company, I think it was like they could have bad years for fifty years in a row and still be financially safe. And with the Switch, they're probably fucking making money hand over fist. Especially with uh, the the sequel to the Switch, the Switch, coming soon to a store. Better than the Snitch. I never made it out. And we've come full circle. Mad. <laughs> Indeed. So speaking of full circle, okay. um, yeah, that takes us to the end of the news for this week. Uh, thank you to everyone for the discussion. Always fun. Always a good time. Uh, what is question for this week? Uh, we have one from Brian. Right? Brian so Griffin. Asking, is- uh, you know, no, I hope it's not Brian Griffin. Don't, don't I- do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, no, come on. Come on. We, we can't associate everyone named Brian with Brian Griffin. I will, and I, and I do. Be better, Steve. I used to have a teacher called Miss O'Brien, oh, but I used geez. to... Uh, uh, Miss no, O'Brien it was just Miss O'Brien. O'Brien really? I can't remember her first name. Um, but I would also always spell Brian wrong, so it was always Miss O'Brien, and she'd always yell at me for it. I'm like, sorry, Miss, I'll get it right next time, and I never did. I think her first name was Michelle. Sorry, Miss O'Brien. 
Probably you're listening. I made it. Wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Michelle, o, Michelle O'Brien. Oh, Michelle Obama. Ooh. That's so close, man. That, that, that's, that's freaky. That's freaky. Ooh. A quick move on before we get oh, cursed. No. Wait, wait. Did, did, she, did she do school lunches by any no. chance? I, I don't know. I can't remember. So long ago. No, they're banging down the door. No. Michelle, no. <laughs> I'm, not editing, I'm not editing any sound effects uh, in for that. I'll do my own sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> man i i hate the idea that that steve's gonna randomly get disconnected from his xbox and we're no longer gonna be able to hear him in discord <laughs> the last thing you oh no what the last lost. thing you hear oh hey michelle <laughs> i haven't seen you since high school or primary school <laughs> <laughs> so what does brian tell us um oh, well ask us patrick brian asks what could Pokemon introduce that would make you no longer want to play it? I'm assuming referencing Gen 9, because Gen 9 is slowly approaching. I don't actually think we've had any news recently. I know that we 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 had that noted. we had that trailer a few weeks ago. Oh, that was like back. a month like, ago, man. Maybe yeah. like a month two ago. Months ago. That that yeah. was about a month ago. And and we and we noted uh in the last couple of weeks that I think that was longer than a month actually, but we noted in the last couple of weeks that we uh, hadn't had any news since. So I'm assuming that's There's a bunch of leaks circulating uh, ar- circulating thinking. around, so you can find those if you're interested. <laughs> yeah, you you shut your whole mouth. Fake, yeah, though. how many of those are real, how many of those are fake, I'll leave. Hey, all of them with Sprigatito on four <laughs> legs are real. That's all I'll say. Uh, <laughs> that one of Sprigatito on two legs, that that can go. Hope one- <laughs> Into like the trash. Got, like weird, um, big titties or something. Even though it's like a Pokemon. Oh god. <laughs> oh, Le- oh hi, Salazar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't believe me? Google Pokemon inflation. <laughs> anyway, what is Brian? A, uh, a warning to everyone listening: yeah. Don't no. do or that. Bringing in more. Um, I mean, I, I'd ordinarily say, be careful of everything Steve says. Be careful of that. So to answer um, Brian's question, uh, $255 worth of cosmetic DLC. Oh my god. A battle pass for Pokemon. Yuck, I would hate that. God, daily logins for Pokemon. Well, they do that oh. with like Pokemon Go and yeah. Pokemon Masters. They've got daily logins for those. Yeah, and I don't uh, play those. Yeah, good point. <laughs> I'm going free to play or like. Can you imagine a daily login to Pokemon? Oh Sleep? god, when is that fucking coming out? It's in four years. Well, oh. I think it's just cancelled at this point. They, oh rats! <laughs> Sounds Baby to it. <laughs> hey, got him, got him. Go back to your Xbox, bro. Try harder. Um, um yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. Um, I, mean, I don't know. Probably going like a free to pay model. Or, or, there's very few things that Pokemon could do to get me to stop playing it forever. Like I'm literally like. I'll never buy a game on release in, except for Pokemon. In the ecosystem. It's not even that. It's just some fucking so, brainwash. And it's to the point, like, they'll do the, they'll announce Pokemon News for, like, 11 p.m. And I'll stay up waiting for it. And it's a fucking three-minute trailer. And I'm like, I'm so tired. <laughs> Literally brainwashed. <laughs> no, no. I, I see the three-minute trailer. I'm like, I am no longer tired. I can talk about this until 2 o'clock nah. in the morning. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think, yeah, definitely if they, if they swapped up the business model, any kind of microtransactions in a Pokemon game, fuck no. Um, I, okay, actually, red flag, a red flag for me, at least, would be if they said we want to make Gen 9 cross-compatible, like, cross-playable and progressible on mobile. Oh, God. 
how would that or I don't know, yeah. are you thinking of like with Pokemon Go or something? No, no, no. I just mean if, if they decided that they wanted to make it multiple platforms and that they wanted to develop first party support for for mobile alongside Switch. Mm. I I I don't know if I would stop playing because I'm also way too way too lost in the source. Drinking too much of the Kool-Aid, eh? But absolutely. But that would definitely be a red flag. Anything anything that even just hints at, at free to play. But then at the same time, I can not I can definitely swallow free to play because it's free to play. Like i I'd probably like when we played Unite last was that last year or before last? I uh, it was it was we played that for a bit because it was free to play. We got angry because it had microtransactions that were essentially pay to win. And I was like, well, I had fun yes. in the handful of, the, I think I had 20 or 40 games that I played. Couldn't make it to master because they're not very good. That, that's but fun. like, I still but- enjoyed that time I spent with it. I just didn't <laughs> spend more time with it. And I also think with that, it's, it's a different ball game though, right? Because we, we have an expectation. I'm assuming this question is referring to Gen 9. I don't actually know. But um, assuming that it's referring to Gen 9, we have an expectation of what Gen 9 is. And a significant deviation from what Gen what what we think Gen Nine should be to a free to play model or anything like Pokemon Unite would be a step in the wrong. That's direction. true. No, good point. I I I I would like to say if if there was no voice acting, it would. It there would is no voice acting. Get over it. There will never be voice acting in a Pokemon game. The They're I, a small <laughs> indie company. They cannot I, afford it. I know it. that there won't. You know who's also a small indie company? Triace, and they have voice acting I don't know in the their fuck. Star Ocean star- game. I mean, shit, that's Japanese weeb shit. <laughs> so is Pokemon. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Doubles down. <laughs> even, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, look, I'm not surprised they don't have voice acting for this one, but surely by Gen 10, like, or if there is a Gen 10, surely the next. The next, I hate to predict the next Pokemon game before we're even the one that's coming out this year is out. If they, if it doesn't have voice acting, like, uh, what the fuck are they doing? Like, I, hmm. But it, it sells. It sells a shit ton. It sells. They, they don't need, just they don't refuse need to, do it. to. They, they refuse to catch up with the times. They don't need to make games cheap as they can. Yeah, I don't. I don't mm. know. I'm. I'm not the right person to ask what could they do yeah. to make me not want to play yeah. Gen 9 because I'm literally in that Kool-Aid so far. <laughs> Is It'll just matter how quickly you drop it. Yeah. After I finish the living deck. Oh. Actually, with, with that in mind, there are tons of things that would make me drop it faster. Chibi? Dropping it. Yeah, that's true. Did the art style, yeah. Battle Frontier? Cell shaded Pokemon. Give me back the sprites. I'm there. I said it. I still think Gen think Six more, was the best the mix. No. Like Overworld, it wasn't chibi chibi, but it was like it, big head mode. <laughs> big head and mode. And then when you got into battles, it was like proper proportions. I think that was the eh. best mix. Galaxy brain, but never in the battle. Am I right, fellas? That that is that is how I handled the battles in Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Final final thoughts from either of you. I, I've said all I all I can say about the audience question. Yeah, just 
anything turning it into like a live service model instead of like a paid RPG. Yeah. God like, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, but maybe uh, we're, here we are back again talking about open world. Open world. Um, it going open world like it is going open world in Gen Nine. Um, they could do this very well, or they could do this very poorly, and I think that's where we're at. Like it's just open world burnout, and oh yeah, turn it into a Ubisoft open world where you got like a million <laughs> different collectibles and icons all over the mini map and just things hey man, to I'm, do um, i'm uh scheduling an orbital strike to your house because that's the most fucking cursed idea in the entire world how far um <laughs> that that is what the question is asking it is. for it is that would, that would fucking that i i am doing my job yeah yeah i think you're going free to play which it probably never will it probably only coming like if they do too much of a home integration. Sorry, not home go integration. Like if we, like there was that big worry around two thousand eighteen about everything becoming like let's go, and that would be the new catching mechanic. That it's good for a couple of minutes, but then it's like okay, going back to the old formula. Yeah, but yeah, no. All, mm. all this I'll conversation see- is done is making me excited <laughs> for Gen Nine. So. I I actually <laughs> kind of hit this question already with. Pokemon because I didn't play Gen 8 because dropping the national decks pissed me off so much. It's a fucking brain dead take. Not all Pokemon, like the majority of the Pokedex is fucking bullshit. Yeah, but some of my favorites didn't make it in. Some. Where's Totodile? <laughs> what, what, you mean like Venusaur? Yeah, I, I actually really like Venusaur and it wasn't available until the DLCs. So? You're not gonna, you're gonna, you're not same gonna play with, with, Same with so good, toys. use a different Pokemon. Yeah, that's fine. I do play, use different Pokemon during the journey, but then for the post game, I'd like to use some of my favorites. I don't. Re- remember, remember the line: um, "A good Pokemon team is made of your favorite Pokemon." Have you ever thought of maybe just yeah. having different favorites? Pick like zigzag or something. But I'd like to have. I'd like to Try have options. Pokemon. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, we could literally talk about the national deck stuff. That's a different. That's the spoiler cast episode two. Revenge of the national decks. <laughs> Dexit strikes Ooh. back. Return of the Dexit. Um, but yeah, I'm so fucking keen for Gen 9. Give us more fucking news, Pokemon, your dogs. I'm sick of getting excited, What like, reading leaks, and I'm like, I'm not sure if this is real. Yeah, you're sick of reading leaks about well, Spooky. It's not even that. It's like they're doing other things as well. I'm like, surely that's not true. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know anything. Give me news! They'll just shadow drop something fucking next week like they always do. You heard it here first. Next Wednesday, <laughs> I reckon. 11 p.m. Show the needs at the time. Can't wait for people to listen to this and then immediately switch to the uh, shadow dropped <laughs> Nintendo Direct. Yeah. And Sprigatito with big titties. Uh, okay, can, call it, call <laughs> it. <laughs> Fucking, like, just... <laughs> like, it's a full Nintendo Direct. But just every slide is just Rule Thirty Four Pokemon, and they're trying to keep a straight face, like delivering serious news. <laughs> this is a Pokemon from Mature Gamers. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we also think it would bring a new generation of Pokemon lovers into the Pokemon world. lovers. Eh? Anyway, <laughs> we're not going to entertain this thought anymore. Yeah, I, poor choice of words on my part. I'll be honest. Uh, but hopefully that answers your question, Brian. Uh, Michelle O'Brien. <laughs> Michelle O'Brien. 
but if you or someone you know has a question you'd like us to answer, get in touch. We're on Facebook at Fosterville Lounge, Twitter at Fosterville Lounge, minus one of the L's, and on Gmail, Lounge at gmail.com. Please give us a like on your favorite podcast platform and a review or comment if you can. All interactions help boost our voices within the algorithm and bring us one step closer to being the preferred gaming and pop culture podcast sponsored by Krispy Kreme. Uh, with that, that takes us to the end of episode 33, the end of the episode for this week. Uh, anything outstanding that we want to uh, you want to tease the audience for for next week? Yeah, I'm probably going to be checking out the Stranger of Paradise DLC and then talking about that next week. God, you didn't shut up about it for the entire time we've been recording today. Yeah, well, too bad. <laughs> now I'm going to actually play it and talk about it and not just talk about the information about it. That's, that's, that's so much worse. That's so much worse. Power to you, big fella. Power to you. Gotta, gotta, gotta respect uh, a company that does chaos-based DLC correctly. <laughs> yes. Uh, how's how's that Tiny Tina DLC going? Shut the fuck <laughs> up, sir. I, bro, I, I, I gave you, I gave you always pre-order DLC, right? My hand was outstretched. I was, I was in the ring. I was, I was, I was reaching out, and you know what you did? You spat in my hand. No, no, I grabbed your hand and pulled you close into the knife. <laughs> what a weird thing to say. What about, what about, um, I'll, hopefully I'm going to finish that uh, Digimon Cyber Sleuth Hacker's Memory like I know I've said it like the past three weeks but it's got like some weird mechanics that I've like sort of uh, become addicted to is probably the right word for it um, so it's just sort of prolonging the game but but yeah the multiverses uh, beta's out so I'll probably play a couple of games of that um, probably uh, getting ready to bulk up the shoulders so I can run it straight at any uh, unoccupied landlords I see. <laughs> I wish you luck with the landlords. If you're a landlord, you're on watch. <laughs> this is a threat. <laughs> Just some not mincing words. I am threatening the lives of... <laughs> Josh, get me the big guillotine. <laughs> yeah, well, it'll be funny when I actually... <laughs> the heavy guillotine. Is it pronounced... Yeah, look, it doesn't matter. Um, so it's guillotine like a fish has gills, right? Is it, is it, oh my god. Cut to commercial, cut to commercial. It's literally a U in guillotine. Anyway, that brings us to the end of episode 33. So uh, I've been Patrick. I've been joined by Seth and Steve. And uh, thank you for fast traveling with us uh, today. And we'll, we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Uh, happy birthday, Bastion. One of the best games from Supergiant Games.